Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And fight it wow! King goes for What a goal from Harry Kane! It's Lucas Moura. Oh, they did it! I cannot believe it! Stevie Wonder, Stevie Bergwijn, Romero scores for Tottenham Hotspur. Song goes on and scores. Quite remarkably. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us for a midweek edition of The Last Word on Spurs when we know it is a Champions League night. And we're hopefully going to be in there next season. Um, but if you listen to the show for the first time, you can find us on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Audio Boom, we're across a range of different audio platforms. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And yes, we are live. We are live also on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm joined by three great returning guests. Free talkers is what we need for tonight. And we've got them in abundance. Delighted to have him back on the last one on Spurs. Been a while. So pleased to welcome back to the show. Brilliant actor, Ricky J. Norwood back on. Ricks, lovely to have you back alongside me. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm good, my friend. I'm good. Excited to be back on. It's been a little while, but um, yeah, really excited to be back on before the end of the season, man. Likewise, mate. Lovely to have you here. Lovely to have you on last one on Spurs, as always. And joining Ricks tonight, two again of our favourite returning guests. First up, he's gone through casting. We've managed to get him here. I thought he was going to pull down his ceiling at one point. We've got the brilliant Adam Osma, Sports Finance in the house. Ads, how are you? Lovely to be back on the show. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Um, Pleasure, mate. I did my hair especially to try to look good for Ricky and Ricky, because I know you're feeling <laughs> perfectly so I've done my hair tonight to look good for <laughs> Looking good, mate. Looking good. Looking and uh, I must good. say, Sammy's looking brilliant as well. Bearing in mind, in the last half hour, it's all happened. It was probably more fun than what this podcast will be, but it's always the way. Someone said to me, if you can chop up the podcast best bits, it'd be what happens in the green room before and not actually what on the show. But there you go. It's always the way. So delighted to have back on the show a man that predicted Spurs will finish in the top four. And I've been told to bring him back on ever since he's made this prediction because everyone wants to give their thoughts on what he said. Sammy? Powell, the wonderful Sammy Powell. Sammy, lovely to be back on last one on Spurs. How are you? Uh, I'm all right, Ricky. Yeah, really well, thank you. A uh, little bit, um, uh, I must I must say, a little bit nervous 
looking at some of the do's on here. They, I think I might have to go to Jerky after being on this podcast and being on, on live, live with you guys. Jesus, there's some some nice syrups on here compared to mine. But um, uh, but yeah, I've, <laughs> that top four prediction and the uh, the unbeaten run that we we should have gone on for for, for four games has really um, really bitten me in the backside uh, in mm. terms of some of the. The grief I got on Twitter, I took it professionally in some way. I got some some seriously, uh, <laughs> yeah, some seriously odd statements. To be fair, but um, but you know, I was I, every time, and it's normally when I'm thinking of Anthony or on with Anthony or whatever, and I say, "Listen, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it." And yeah, he's and he's like, like this. "Don't do it. Don't do it." And I say, "We're going to we're going to do it." I think we could beat anybody at the moment, and I did say it. Um, I just want to make it clear from from that perspective. Is I did say in the run of form that we're on, if we're playing the way we're playing, we can beat anyone, and that was you know after City and whatever. And when yeah, this was obviously right this now. is pre Brentford Brighton before you yeah, put that. You yeah, put that yeah, in they're, a, un- yeah. they're, un- they're unstoppable yeah. when they're when they're playing like that. As, as Absolutely. We've seen recently, um, and obviously when we don't play like that, because Tottenham are probably the most bipolar team in the in the Premier League. So you get one or the other. Um, then 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 we're terrible. But yeah, it was um, uh, yeah. I had to really eat my hat on that, so I apologise. But great to be back, Rick. Lovely to have you here. And we must remind people, you know, there's still four games left to go. It is still in Spurs' hands, as I can hear the laughter track in the background. It really is in Tottenham's hands, you know. Believe it or not, it really is. And uh, I mean, Rick, you'll know Costa's reaction when he is Sammy <laughs> saying Spurs will definitely finish in the top four. Yeah. You know what Costa's like. It's always <laughs> bro, bro. That's how I am when he starts yeah. predicting the opposition's going to score against us. When he starts picking up players, I'm like, Costa, you need to stop. All right, mate? You just need it's to the... stop. So it's good he got a bit of his own medicine back. Well done, Sammy. You, you need some yin and some yang in life, don't you? And I must admit, you know, I've been on here after a defeat and, and it is morbid. Um, and As we all have, unfortunately. I mean... You know, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. But sometimes you're riding the wave, aren't you? And you, you're feeling positive. You're actually picking up Conte's energy, aren't you? Just we're unstoppable, and um, and you know it's hard not to get carried away with it. But that's what this this sport does to us. It's the passion, and that's, that's the only thing I can put it down to. Totally agree. Ad, let's start the show with you. Give us your thoughts, Ad, at the moment in terms of Spurs' current form. Of course, coming off the back of a win at the weekend, where I think going into it, I mean, many probably thought based on Leicester's team selection, Spurs were expected to win. What did you make of that overall performance from the weekend? Does that give you confidence for the rest of the season to come? Not for Sunday or Saturday, whenever we play <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> um, look, I think Leicester are a a team that suits Spurs in how they play, right? Um, and I think Sammy, you just said the bipolar thing, or one of you guys said said the fact that we're bipolar. And I think, look, the reality is we've got a brilliant front three. We've got relatively decent defence. Our midfield is terrible, bar Bentinker. That's the reality. And my 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 barometer, and I think I've said this before, my barometer is if we sold players, what club would they go to? If we sold Emerson, Region, Sessignon, Doherty, Hoybier, where would they go? And they wouldn't go to a top team. They'd all go to like mid to lower tier teams. So I'm not trying to be negative. What I'm trying to say is, when we play well, it's because we can get our key men in the game. I mean, if you look at the Brighton game, especially, you know, the Brighton game, what did they do? They suffocated Kane, so the ball couldn't go into him. 
And then they allowed Emerson, Hoybieg and uh, Reguilón or Cessinon to have the ball. And if you do that against us, we're pretty crap. And I think that's why we are so hit and miss. If we can play teams like Leicester or the way the Newcastle game was and the Villa game and even the City game away where they open up and they have that space for the ball to go into Kane and stuff like that, then that's where we can play really well and we can create and we can score. So I think, you know, for the last four games, I hate saying this, but I'm very confident of the Arsenal game only because it's at home, it's bigger than a London derby, especially the way the last game was postponed. Mm. The players know it. I'm, they're aware of it. Yep. I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about the last three games. What I'm more concerned about is if we don't get something from the Liverpool game, we, we need to rely on Leeds, Newcastle, Everton, and you know. So it's a big ask, isn't it? That, that's that, that's that's the bit that worries me. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think for the Arsenal game, I think having obviously all of our fans back for that is massive. I mean, of course, we had the 2,000, 3,000 at the time because of the COVID yeah. regulations. But I agree. I think having a full house there, I, I'm I'm the same as you. And I hate to say this because I know I've got to do a show straight afterwards that um, I can't see Spurs losing that. Snap no. that. Clip that now. That'll be memed at some point. No, my luck in the next in the next few weeks. That's that's the way it is, right? But um, Riz, come over to you. I mean, I know. Listen, you you've done a lot of post match analysis shows both for us and over Chrissy Cowan as well. Ricks, what have you made of the last few weeks? I mean, Spurs have stumbled their way now back into them against Leicester, a Leicester B team, really. But Spurs still with an opportunity now to get into that top four. It is still in our hands. I know many still feel, based on the running, that we're underdogs now going into that. How do you feel, Rick, about? the remaining games to come and Spurs' position in, rela- in relation to that top four? Well, to say the truth, and this might be me being my disillusional, you know, uh, Spurs-lovey self, but, um, you know, I think we're in a good position. It is in our hands. I think over the last couple of games, um, and of course, we've got to take into account Brighton and um, what was the other game? Uh, I can't remember the other game. Brentford, Brentford. yes. Brentford. Uh, Brentford, yeah. Brighton and Brentford and, and and the way we played in that. But previous to that, the team started to click and we started to see Conte's Tottenham. And um, sometimes, I mean, it's the wrong time for it to happen, but sometimes a slip-up like Brentford and, and, and Brighton, you know, um, sometimes they can be the kick in the backside that you need to push on and still be... With, have it within our hands to kind of um, achieve that top four. I think Conte is definitely changing the mentality of the squad little bit by little bit. I think his press conference a couple of weeks ago where he was talking about the players being angry after defeats and after, you know, I would say a draw, but we hardly draw, don't we? But, you know, um, so them going home angry, it it, it leaving a sting on them. <clears throat> so he's changing the mentality of the squad the whole way round. We've got a, a midfielder in ben, Benton Kerr who, it, a little bit by little bit, is imposing his technique and his will on the team. He's found a place. He's started to settle. Um, we've got a dynamite winger in Kulusevski who, at 21, has got bundles of experience. Um, you know, both him and Bentica come from a win inside in, in Juventus and where winning is dr- drummed into them. So when it comes down to the crunch, I, I expect them to to kind of step up. We've also got Christian, uh, I was going to say Cristiano. Uh, 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 wish, wish we had for the running. That'd be nice. 
we also have Christian Romero who's playing out of his skin. You know, uh, Dyer dictating the pace. Yes, he, he will have off games here and there. But um, Dyer being a real metronome of that back three, um, being able to communicate in not just English, but in different languages so that everybody understands him. Um, so these next four games and starting with Liverpool, which is the hardest, is, is a great opportunity to, for them boys to show that we're a different side to the one that started this season. You know, if we go from the last Guna game, and I don't know if you guys remember, but Carragher ended up doing an, an analysis on our midfield and the gaps that were left. And this yeah. is under Nuno at the time. Yeah. And, it, you know, we was all over the place. There was like six people in the striker position and there was like two people in defence and the whole middle of the park was, you know, non-existent. And, you know, if we look at how we were playing at that time and how we're going into the Guna game that's about to turn up, it's, it's night and day. So you're seeing a difference in mentality. You're seeing a difference in application. You're seeing a difference in energy. You're seeing a difference in want. And right now, with them having that kind of, that achievement of top four, you know, with, you know, and Conte will continue to say it, it's like a trophy or it's going to be like a title. Or yep. He's trying to get that through to the players' brains as well. To, to, to be like, well, this is your moment. You know, we've got to this point here. Nobody would have said that we would have been in this position. Now it's up to you. And this is where we have to be. We have to be excellent. We have to be almost perfect against Liverpool. From yeah. the back, you know, to the wing backs, to the midfield, to, to those up front, we have to be perfect. We have to start le learning how to deal with those that's, that, that work us out. And what's the plan B after that? What do we do then? Do they rotate? Do they swap over? Kane, Kulu, Sonny, you know, what happens then, you know? And um, I, th I think it's within our hands. And I've got belief, mate. I've got belief and I've got faith that, that we are turning this corner. Um, You've convinced so me now. You've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> we're winning all four games and we're coming third because Chelsea are going to blow it. Um, <laughs> based, on, based on that speech you just gave. Mate, I'm, I'm just saying, I, can, I just can feel it in my bones right now. I can feel it in my bones. It, it's time for those boys to step up and it's a great opportunity to prove it, not only mm. to themselves, but to every single other person, every fan, pundit, you know, uh, you know, commentator, the lot of them. Let, let, let's go out there and show them. Yeah. I love the passion. I love, oh, we could have said that for the end, Rick. He's done it in the beginning, but that's no problem. We'll get him around. I've got, I've got loads, bro. That's just the beginning, mate. That's the beginning. <laughs> he's gone too early. He's gone. Don't worry. He's all, he's all night. Don't worry. I'm all night. <laughs> Sam, coming over to you. I mean, where we are in terms of Spurs at the moment, again, you know, we've referenced the fact, you know, bounce back. Uh, 13 shots at the weekend, you know, with seven on target. There was a number of individual performances as well that was really improved by the players. Again, I have to take reference to the fact that, you know, Leicester did have a weakened side out there. They've got a huge, of course, Europa Conference League semi-final, second leg for them, of course, against Roma. Uh, how do you judge, Sam, that weekend performance? Are you getting too carried away based on the fact we're playing an opposition that was fairly weakened? Uh, well, yeah, I always get carried away. But um, I, think, I think one of the things we need to take into account is when you watch the game back, Ricky, for me... Um, we're always quite lucky as well, which shows that we haven't got the right squad. It, there's always, it could always be so different when you watch their chances that whoever have against us, Villa, for example, um, you know, Brighton, Leicester, there's, there's so many indiscrepancies that, are just, that, that lead from midfield to the back that, that where the game could have just been so different. And that's obviously the problem with Tottenham not being as strong as they are at the moment. Um, 
I was impressed at Leicester. I was impressed at the fight that we came out with. Really impressed with with, with Sonny, obviously. Um, I've got a theory with Sonny, actually, is that he's, he, he's looking amazing at the moment. His stats are fantastic as well. But he had a he had a poor start. There were so many people. What's wrong with him? This isn't him. And I feel like if he's not having a good game in in you know in, in the first fifty minutes, I think Stevie B should come on earlier than than, than later um, because I just don't think we're getting the full potential out of him and what he brings in terms of his pace and style and skill um, to the game. But you know that's um, some he's coming to form and he's he's looking brilliant in terms of Liverpool. Um, I think we can beat them. The, the, the problem that we've got is this, is that Tottenham lose against teams that they should beat and they win against te- against teams that you think they should lose to. So the issue is, is we should have a good crack. Coming into form, we should have a real good crack against Liverpool. And there's actually areas you can open them up. Watching Liverpool lately, there's a, there's a case to say they're probably pe- playing some of the best football in the world. They are. They're apt, and, and that pains me to say it. I grew up in the north, and, and, and everything was United and Liverpool, and it was like being bullied being a Tottenham fan. I've said that before; it was horrible. But um, I've been um, saying for thirty years, I said. And, 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 on, <laughs> and honestly, Rick, it's I, I, you know people have a dig at me on Twitter and this, that, and the other. They know that I don't like Liverpool. I wanted them to lose last night, and people are saying it's unethical. They're an English team. I want them to. I don't like them, and. Um, so, so I, I want to beat them, but the problem is that I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm a, I'm a realist and, and I'm honest because I love the game, and they are playing a beautiful game. So, mm, yeah. So, the situation is this: Spurs, when they're on the big stage, if they've got, if they've got a game that they have to win, or something that we have to do, we've got the name the Bottlers. I hate to say, it, but the, the, the reason for that is is because we don't do it. Um, now, usually. Um, I'd say we've got a fair crack against Liverpool, but unfortunately, it's a crack against probably the most informed team in the world um, on a game that we have to win. It's just, you know, it's it's hard for me to say that that I'm going into it with full confidence. If we'd won the games running up to it and hadn't had these indiscrepancies that that, that obviously I predicted, and again, guys, uh, for the purposes of the show and my own dignity, I'll own up to. I'm terribly sorry for for, for being that confident. And letting my heart run away with me. But um, if we won those, I'd be saying, come on, come, we can keep this up. Um, but, but there is still hope that, that we can do it. Romero, uh, that Ricky touched on um, there. Oh, my. I mean, he would just run through a bus for a challenge. Uh, and yeah. I've been so yeah. impressed with him. Um, he's, a, he's either the best tackle you're ever going to see on the planet or a red card waiting to happen. And I don't yeah. mind players that live on that line, to be honest, because you've either got to be fully committed or not committed. Um, and that's the problem you're always going to have being a defender other than a, than a striker or a midfielder. You get, you, that, it's your job to stop. Um, and he's, for me, he's, I'm, he's 90 out of 100 for me, Romero. He's absolutely uh, you know, brilliant. Um, so he can make a difference to the game. Benton Kerr... Um, has had a really good impact. I'm really impressed with him. But in, in terms of how Kulaszewski's hit the ground, um, I think it's incomparable. Al- although Benton Kerr's stats are, are, are superb. Kulaszewski's the man. I mean, I'm so impressed with him. I'm, I'm, I'm such a big fan. Uh, Arthur's running around the house here at my place every morning singing Ginger from Sweden when he's come out the shower. <laughs> and it, we just love him already. And um, 
so and he's made a difference. So yeah, I'm, I'm ranting on a little bit, Rick. To be fair, I don't know. I've got no, it's fine. I, I, I think we can beat Liverpool. It's a tough yeah. act, which I know is incredibly vain. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm 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 keen. I'm 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 keen to see it. I'm not watching it with with my hand over my eyes. You know, I'm watching it with good spirit, thinking uh, that if anybody can do it, Tottenham can do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just bizarre, isn't it? That you know, the fact that we've got some bizarre confidence going into Liverpool that we've got a chance there. Bear in mind, you look at Liverpool's form; they are formidable. But I think looking at Villarreal, you know, last night it does show Liverpool for me as good as they are. And you're right, Sam; they play some of the most beautiful football in the world. But they are susceptible. You know, we've seen defensively; they have got you know issues there that they can be got at. And with Spurs, the way Spurs want to play, you know, with the high line, of course, of Kulusevski, Son, Kane. Spurs will get opportunities. And I think for Liverpool, they're not a team that would want to be playing Spurs right now. I think Spurs have got the opportunity to prove to be dangerous. And I promise you, we're going to come on to Liverpool in a little bit. But a stick with you, Ads, in terms of the top four at the moment. I mean, of course, we've seen, um, yeah, obviously, Arsenal win at the weekend against West Ham. And to be fair, I mean, many were thinking West Ham were going to put out a fairly weakened side. To be fair, it was quite a strong side from West Ham. The most bizarre thing was second half, they brought Antonio on and they created less when they brought him on. They might as well just kept him off. Um, but yeah, just overall, when you look at the teams around us now, do you think Chelsea could be dragged into this ads or do you think it is a straight shootout between Spurs and Arsenal at the moment for that full spot? I mean, I, I, think, I think we should just focus on fourth and see what happens. I mean, it is weird with Chelsea. I mean, they've sort of fallen off a cliff, but, you know, you think that they'll probably win a couple of games and be okay. So, I I don't want to get overexcited and start looking at third. Um, you know, I mean, the interesting thing is, you know, we, we've been poor in two games. And, you know, you look at Arsenal, they lost, I think it was Southampton and Brighton, wasn't it? But, you know, then they beat, obviously, Chelsea, Man U and West Ham. But all three of those teams that they played were appalling. You know, it's the worst I'd ever see. It's not like Arsenal were really, really good. No, no, no. They played the worst I, United I, side in twenty years. They've had a week. Well, I'd never seen. Side. I'd never seen. Yeah. I was, I'd never seen Chelsea play. I don't think I've ever seen them play that bad. I sat there. Mm. I had to yeah. turn it off because I sat there watching it, getting annoyed, like yeah, I yeah. get annoyed watching Spurs, how bad they were playing, and wanting them to do better. And I was just like, "Can't be doing this. Can't no, be. No, no. Can't be like it's a, men- it's a mental like, mind. Egg yeah, on yeah, yeah. Chelsea to be." You know, and then, you know, Matt, so, and then I watched the West Ham game and it was a bit of a nothing game. So, so I think, you know, I, I still, I still think there's going to be twists and turns. I think you know, Arsenal have got difficult games. We've got difficult games. Mm. I just think Liverpool, I just, you know, Sam, Sam said, it, said it, can we get something? Yes. If it was, if it was at home, or if it was at home, I'd be a little bit more confident. Just away, they've got so much to play for. They've got so much quality. It just makes me nervous. Um, I think and it's I a shootout. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a shootout between us and Arsenal. I, I don't, you know, the, the last few weeks have shown trying to predict right. We're going to beat this one and that one, and you know, and same for them. It's impossible because you never know. You know, Everton, they go there the last game of the season. They could be they could be safe by then, or they could still be in it. We don't know. So there's, I think there'll, there'll be there'll be twists and turns. I think we just need to. I don't know. You never you never know. You never know if we can try and nick something on the weekend. Mm. Leeds can try and nick something. Then, you know, then if we can go into that game knowing if we beat them, we go above them on goal difference. If we if we can somehow be in that position for the game, then. Even if we lost to Liverpool and maybe Leeds nick a draw, 
and then we're three points behind them, then yeah. I'm actually quite confident with that situation because then we beat them, we go above them, and then and then it's Burnley and Norwich. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Because you're looking at permutations. The hard thing is, Rick, we're kind of doing guesswork to see what Arsenal where and how they will maybe drop points. But the reality is that, you know, if Arsenal were going to win the remaining games, that would be seven wins on the bounce, Rick. And I think we've seen that really, you know, this season, apart from Liverpool and City, nobody's been that consistently good enough to win seven games in a row. So it does tell you that, you know, more than likely Arsenal are going to drop points. It's whether Spurs are going to be able to sustain their run of form from Leicester onwards now to the rest of the season. And for the place that Spurs are known for really mentality-wise, a ground similar to the Emirates where, and Stamford Bridge, they've struggled mentally to get a result. There's almost like a mental block with these away games. And that's what concerns me. I mean, Rick, how do you feel if I put that kind of permutation to you that at the weekend, Spurs don't get the result against Liverpool, Leeds unfortunately do get beaten by Arsenal and we go into that derby five points behind. Psychologically, do you think that the team would be able mentally to deal with that and take it to, again, the final games of the season? Can you see that? Firstly, Ricks, we, we I've got to stop worrying about every other team. Stop yeah. worrying about every other team. We need to worry about ourselves and make sure yeah. that everything that we need to do on that field, that we do. That's the first and fir- first thing that everyone's got to do at that, at that club. Worry about us and let, let the rest of them worry about us too. Don't worry about them. Do not worry about them because we, we can't control any of it. Uh, what I would say as well is um, Conte. We have Conte. So even if that permutation that you just dropped there, that we lose against Liverpool and the Gooners win against um, Leeds, um, I, I don't think Conte is going to have it, uh, have any of the boys drop their heads or... or falter at that hurdle. I think he's going to pick him back up and let him still know that you never know what's going to happen in this league. You know, again, worry about yourselves, get the next three points and then we'll see what the league looks like. Um, and the thing is with the Gooners as well, Ricks, is that the Gooners, like you said there, so one of the worst Man United sides that they've played against, you know, Chelsea laid down for him, West Ham was a bit of a nothing game. That's what the guys have just said there, including yourself there. They're going to come up against a side in Leeds that have got a new manager, that are fighting relegation, that know how to play football and got a couple of decent players. So when you've got a team that have a lot to play for, that have a hunger to play and have a lot to play for, you come up against a different side. So they've got to deal with that. They've also got to deal with Newcastle, who, uh, you know, since Eddie Howe's January transfer window, they, they, their whole form has turned you know, the whole way around, you know, even though they lost Trippier, who was a big part of their, their kind of resurgence. But um, they've got, you know, Newcastle have got a good midfield. Bruno Gomez has started scoring. He started to have an influence on the team. Yeah, uh, Dan Byrne and, and, and Chris Wood um, uh, are bully boys, as we yeah. saw when we played them. They like to yeah. kick a player up in the air. So Gooners are going to come up against, and you've got to remember, the Gooners are a young side. And, you know, credit to them they've been as as inconsistent as us credit Mm. to them for 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 being in this position right now but they're going to come up against a really different side and then you've got Everton who have just beaten Chelsea who are going to be you know buoyed by that you know I don't know whether you saw Monday Night Football the other night where Carragher again he broke it down where he was saying that basically they've when Lampard turned up they were going short they were trying to build up from the back play out from the back and play football 
that way, the attractive way, high press, etc. But now they're going long. They're going long ball. They're going very direct. They're playing very direct. So now they're going to come up against a side that are going to not want to be relegated whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? This is Everton. They're historic. They, you know, they've been in this league for a long time. And there is something about, you know, uh, Everton and Goodison Park and, and those fans that, that can roar them on. That's the other side. Yeah, that's the other side. Now, when it comes down to us and Liverpool, and I, and I know we'll break down Liverpool, but when it comes down to us and Liverpool, uh, the fact that everything's against us is perfect, I think. Yeah, the fact that we're at Anfield, the fact that they're Liverpool are flying, the fact that they can play Villarreal and be 2-0 down and then win 3-2, do you know what I mean? And, and, and go through to the Champions League final. The fact that all of those things, the fact that they, they got Luis Diaz for, you know, and, and nicked him from underneath our noses, mm. even though that's the place that he wanted to go. Yep. Um, you know, de- dealing with all those factors, I think that should get every single person going this week, including Conte. Now, we know Daniel Levy's even given, and it's been leaked in the press, that there's a little cash bonus if we reach a top four as well. So then you've got an extra motivated Conte. Not that he's motivated by money, or I'm not saying that, I don't know. We can just see he's a very passionate person, and when, especially when it comes down to football. But there's an extra incentive there for Conte. There's an extra cash incentive there for the boys. So, you know, they've had a week long to work on a plan to execute against Liverpool, and it has to be perfect. We have to be perfect from top to bottom to be to go out there and get any type of result, whether that's a draw or a win. And I think it's within our means to go and do that. I think Liverpool will probably underestimate us. I think they've probably had, uh, you know, uh, a late night celebration last night. Yes, they probably was in uh, training today. But again, it's like you're dealing with energies. They've just got through to the Champions League final. So there's a big rush and it, there's going to be a big dip. So there's, 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 I'm just down. I, I'm just. I, I love my team. I know I sound disillusional sometimes, but there there is a you great opportunity. Do you watch <laughs> I, Of course I do, bro. You watch I, Liverpool. I, I, I was I was on this show after every Chelsea, Chelsea game. Defeat. Every Chelsea game, mate. All of them. All of them. You know, just the, and punch, the league. The league. Like I done them all. So don't get it twisted, bro. I know. I know where we've come from this year. But wouldn't it be the Did you predict we were going to beat Chelsea three times in those games then? Were you this No, no, listen, probably I probably did, mate, because I don't back my team to lose ever. Even if it's against the odds, I can't do it. Do you know what I mean? And even if it's against logic, I won't do it, you know? Um, so but think about this this season and the story of this season and even that win, the last minute Bergwin win against Leicester, the last time we played them and you know, the fact that we're still there, if we could crown it with finishing in that top four, that would be, it would be a fantastic story for the whole club. Like, what an upturn. So mm. that is where my heart is. That's where my yeah. energy is. And that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. When Rick starts speaking, we get questions like this. Richard coming in, chance <laughs> of getting third. Let's try to get fourth. Can we wrap up fourth first? <laughs> Let, we get yeah, let's, just, first? let's get the fourth first and then we'll deal with third. <laughs> we'll bring Rick on for the third for the third party <laughs> celebration. We can try to get out of line. Savvy, coming around to you. Um, I'm just what I'm intrigued to know from you is um, you know, look at the fixtures. We've kind of touched upon Liverpool, Arsenal a bit of detail. Uh, Burnley made a 15th. That is a home game for Spurs. That I think is a 12 o'clock kickoff. Now um, we saw for Spurs the issues that they've suffered in terms of, you know, midday, lunchtime kickoffs that, you know, really it's hard to sometimes galvanise, motivate the players. And do you know what I'll refer to? I'll refer to, you know, the weekend game that I was at, the Leicester game. 
that first 20 minutes was really worrying to me. You know, these are meant to be five. They were five. F, well, we've been calling them FA Cup fifth round ties because Spurs don't win cup finals. So we keep saying FA Cup fifth round ties. But the first 20 minutes, I've got to be honest with you and say to you that I was really concerned by how lethargic we looked, the lack of energy, the lack of desire. Does it worry you, Sammy? You know, these, you know, a, a midday kickoff to come against a Burnley side that really yeah. are fighting for their lives, fighting for points, similar to Everton. Mm-hmm. They're going to go in those final weeks of the season, probably needing to get something that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They worry me, um, the, the coupon buster kickoffs, uh, as they call them, uh, because obviously everybody always does an acker, don't they? And the, the one that you, it's your first one that just, it's a nil-nil or you know, it's terrible. But yeah, I just don't think they're good for any club, not just Tottenham. Um, I, don't, I don't like those, those, those kickoffs. In, in terms of the Spurs starting slowly, I've become quite accustomed to that. I was actually starting to think um, it, it was Conte's way and then he takes him in the dressing room and delivers that bottled up magic that he has that you could sell for millions of dollars at uh, a mill a mill at a drop. But um, because he does something special at half-time that completely changes Tottenham Hotspur, which we've seen. Um, but yeah, it's it's concerning. Burnley, um, they're the, you know when I was just saying before, Rick, about the fixtures that you think you should win and whatever, that I absolutely despise Watford, Burnley, Brentford. So I, I don't like those mm. fixtures at yeah. all. You don't go into them as a big game, and the big games, um, are the really big games, and we we and that's why I'm, I'm so disappointed when we don't perform in them. Um, more so, Burnley's always been a terrible one. I've been to Turf Moor when when I was working in the Premier League. I went to Turf Moor uh, continuously for about six months, and um, it's. Hell, <laughs> just being there. Terribly sorry, Burnley Football Club, but but it is, and um, it's it's not a place, a nice place to go to. And Burnley aren't a nice uh, team to play. They Burnley Football Club on a cold, windy night in Burnley, as they say, can be could probably beat anyone. It's a really tough place to go to. Um, so and and the fighting, aren't they? Um, I won't go into the whole um, Sean Dyche thing, which I think is just. Um, bizarre um, but um, uh, mm. they're just the, the, the fighting for the lives aren't they mate so uh, yeah. that, that's a tough fixture for me in terms of Arsenal that's a different kettle of fish so what I'll tell you with Arsenal is, is what I'll say on, and here comes my, my hat in mouth moment Cost, Costa's just covering his face there isn't he there's no point in me being on here Ricky if I don't do it is there so I might as well have one. I'm, 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 I'm getting a phone call straight after the show finishes. I know what's coming. And Rick I knows what's coming. It. I said record it last time and I said it now. We will beat Arsenal. We will beat Arsenal. I'm telling you, no problem at all. Um, Arsenal, are, they're, they're in good form for Arsenal. I'm, I'm, this sounds so bad. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to eat oil. But they're in good form for Arsenal. But they're not, they're, they're not playing amazing. They're not. Um, they're getting lucky. Um, and they're looking a lot better than what they are. Tottenham um, can, can by far outbox them, I think, this season. I did say I think we may struggle against Liverpool in, in the previous show, but I said I will stand by it. And I even think if it's uh, um, if it's for top, uh, if it's for the for, for fourth place, um, I think we'll um, we'll beat them. Uh, Ricky said something really interesting because it is all down to Conte about. Um, the, whether we've got five points or three points or one point or two points, it's irrelevant. Mm. The manager that we've got now doesn't instill that type of mentality in the players. We've never had this type of manager at our club. Um, 
not that I've known them on a one-to-one basis, but you, you seem to get a good feel from how the players are feeling, from the inspiration, the passion that the manager's instilling into these individuals. And these guys, I don't think it matters what, point, what points we're on. He will. If that, you look at how passionate he is against Leicester City, and he knows that this is our biggest derby, you can't tell me that Antonio Conte is throwing darts at an Arsenal football club badge the night before the game, <laughs> winding himself up, slapping him, himself across the face with the yellow pages. He'd be going bananas. And you just know for a fact that he, he will make sure that he installs that, that passion into the players um, uh, on the day of the game. So, um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm confident against Arsenal. And I, I, again, I hope I don't. I, I just, it's a fight. It always has been a fight. It's for yeah, me, yeah. And, you know, and I'm sorry to the, to, you know, other football fans that may be watching this or listening to it or whatever. It's the it is the best derby to watch on on, mm. on television or live, especially. Um, one of my best ever footballing. In fact, my favourite ever Harry Kane moment comes from a from the North London derby with his mask on and he cuts in on the right and tucks it into that corner. That's my most hair raising Harry Kane moment. That derby is everything to me, and we can always do it against those guys. We can yeah. always do the Gunners, no problem yeah. at all. Couldn't cut that one up, there, didn't we? The worst, the worst thing about that is, is for that for we that cut, minute, we cut that, we cut that yeah, game up. Yeah, for the, that, it that was, worst it was the most unbelievable ten minute period. Yes, yes, it was. Somebody got yeah. sent off for them. Was it Cockerland? Maybe we scored yeah. twice. Yeah, and the pace, the stadium. I've never, exploded. I've never had, I've never known, a, I've never known yeah. a noise in that stadium for those ten minutes. And I, I, I stupidly actually believed we was going to win. <laughs> we was going to win the league. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. How we never won that is, I, I still, yeah. 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 Ad, have, you, have you got a view on that? I mean, quickly touching upon, obviously, Sammy said there about Arsenal, but more around the early kickoffs. I know, you know, we've spoken about, we spoke about in the past about it, I'm sure we have, about timings. How yeah, much I mean, does that worry you, that Burnley game? But in fact, Burnley are now picking up some form under, um, obviously, Michael Jackson. Is it Michael Jackson? I think it might not be Michael. It is Jackson. Not, not the Michael Jackson. Not the Michael Jackson. I'll, I'll call him Mr. Jackson because I need to get that first name. If it is Michael Jackson, he's performing miracles. But uh, quite think... literally, they are on good form, Burnley. I'm beaten under him. But I think somebody just said it in the chat. If we can't beat Burnley, we don't, we don't deserve to get fourth. Mm. Every game is yeah. difficult. You know, they're four cup finals. I think the one thing that we've all, all the other guys have said is we have Conte. Conte's won the league. So he has been in the highest pressurised jobs, in the toughest situations. So having him on the training ground, in the dressing room, giving team talks gives me a whole tonne of confidence. And actually... I said it at the beginning, if you look at where, you know, where this team is limited and you look at where where we are now, the fact that we're in that mix for the Champions League spot, I think tells you what an amazing manager he is and what a job he's done with the squad and with the players. Um, I hate early kickoffs. Um, I, I, it almost feels like everyone's still like not quite woken up. And, players and as well, as well as if, you, if you're a player, if you think about it, right? Players like that, that's so true, though. By the way, that is because exactly sometimes you go there and everyone's like with their coffee, like oh, you know, like yeah, you know, and then the game but sort I'll of kicks off. Well, uh, I've just been to, I've literally just got got back from Tesco's and the kicking off. It's like it's, yeah, you're just not ready yeah. for it, are you? No, and I think if you're a player as well, what you got to remember is if you've got a three or four o'clock kickoff, you'd have got up, done your morning routine, yeah. had your breakfast. Gone to the ground, had your dinner, your lunch, done your pre-match. Whereas it's all 
sort of condensed and it's like right get up right okay i gotta go eat and that so it's like it, it changes and i think it does it does impact it does impact players but again you know you need to take all of that out we've got four games to go um sammy made an interesting point about how we start games and we have start i mean we've started slowly for three years now the last season yeah. under Potticino, we we've started yeah. slowly pretty much most of the time yeah the leicester game we actually started it at a tempo we actually came out like right we're going to take the game to you for the first time in ages whereas before it's been a bit lethargic you know, and then Conte's given given them a bollocking or whatever and sort them out at half time, and then they've come out and done a much better second half. Um, so I think the fact that we have Conte in the last four games gives us a lot of hope. You know, if we've got Burnley at 12 o'clock, second to last game, and we have to beat them to, to virtually cement top four, it is what it is. Mm. You know, they, they'll have to eat their Weetabix and, and sort themselves out, right? You know, there, there, there can be no excuses. Mm. Um and, and they are, they are again they are doing well they are in a relegation dogfight it's our last home game of the season it's the second to last game of the season we may need three points to get into the top four or cement it or be close you you, you can't you know you can't blow that and you know you have you know you spoke before about these players haven't got over the line and and and, and stuff like that but I, again I think we have the manager who has got over the line. He knows how to get over the line and yep. he's done it in numerous countries numerous times and as a player as well. So I do so I think that works in our favour. And I think, you know, we, we said it before, we can sit and talk about Arsenal and our fixtures and their fixtures. And yep. we don't know what's going to happen. No. You know, the, rea- the reality is we could we could draw our next four games. Arsenal could lose two and uh, you, you know and beat us, but lose two and draw one. Mm. You know, we don't know. And the last few weeks have shown you can't predict it. You can no. sit there and go, oh, well, we're going to beat them. They're going to lose their... You, you don't know. Everton the other night, you know, no one no one said they would beat Chelsea. Well, we've, we've seen Everton beat Chelsea and United, haven't we? Back to yeah, back at yeah. home. Yeah. Well, yeah, United is, isn't a massive... Yeah, United, I, I mean, it's a you know, the Chelsea yeah. one, you know, you thought, OK, yeah. you know. So there's so many... You, you can't predict what's going to happen and at this stage of the season. And I think, you know, you, you, we have Liverpool as a difficult game. Every game, every game Arsenal got is very, very difficult for different reasons. You know, for, for, for different reasons. Everton yeah. are scrapping, Leeds are scrapping, Newcastle are like everyone's trying to prove themselves and, and, yeah, and stuff. They, like they that. might have a Europe. They might have Europe to fight for. to come that game. We don't yeah, know. They're, they're in a they're in a period where everyone's fighting for their futures. Yes. The manager's yeah. trying to prove himself. Really, yeah. so you know, they're all they're, there's. It's not like right. Okay, I'm on the beach now and stuff like that. So I think. So, so I think that they're all really, really tricky games. There's and, and again, our games are tricky for different reasons. Liverpool, obviously, Arsenal's yeah. a tricky game, and Burnley's a tricky game. Mm-hmm. Again, Norwich is the one that you think, well, that's a banker, but knowing Spurs will turn up and they'll decide to turn the shackles off Norwich because they're about to go down. And this and, reminds me of the uh, the five yeah. the five one against Newcastle in the last day of the season when Newcastle exactly. were relegated, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, so you yeah. so you, you never know. So you can only mm-hmm. take it game by game. Yeah, uh, and, and sit and see where you get to, and see where mm. you get to. Agree, Rick. Do you have a view on that? I think I asked you, Rick. The, the view on the early kickoffs is that a concern for you, Bowen? In nature, like obviously, we've seen Spurs struggle with them. I think we've again, it's only Monday nights. I know we've we've obviously beaten Everton on a Monday night, but do you ever worry, Rick, about that Burnley game before we look at to Norwich? Yeah, I mean, to tell you the truth, 
uh, gents, is, is exactly what you guys have already said. It, like, mm. the most worrying games for me are Burnley and Norwich. Reason that you just said there about Norwich, the 5 1 and the shackles coming off, and they've got only pride to play for last game in the Premiership. You know, Burnley, they're going to be scrapping. They're hard to play, play against. They like to sit back. They know how to defend with two lines in that low block. You know, so that's going to be a different challenge for us. Those are the two games that 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 do kind of worry me. And it being an early kickoff as, uh, as well is going to contribute to that. But we can't be giving these boys any more excuses. Do you know what I mean? And they can't be taking any more excuses. This is the challenge. What do you want to do about it? Do you want to look for the excuses or do you want to deal with the challenge in front of you? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Do you want to stand up or do you want to sit down? What do you want to do? Mm. And it's that, that's the attitude that the, those boys um, have got to take on, the manager. And I'm, I know Conte, you know, these last, these next four games, Conte is going to be having a different level of team talk. You know, the, the regular team talks that he's been having, however passionate, however detailed they are, but it, it, it'll be like any given Sunday sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like in, in the last game, you know, Al Pacino comes up with his big-ass speech. Well, we're going to have four big-ass speeches for, for, from Conte coming up. Next-level stuff. And it's about those boys, whether they want to take on the challenge or they don't, you know. Yeah. And they, 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 they will show it to us. They will prove it to us in, in the next coming games. I love it, Rick. I do love it. I mean, in fact, what concerns about this, uh, the, the Al Pacino speech is why, why, why are we starting so bloody slow when we get an Al Pacino I'm, speech that kicks us off? I agree, though, Rick. So I'm, totally agree. I'm, I'm with you. And that's why we can't start yeah. slow against no. Liverpool. Do you Absolutely know what I mean? Not. That's why yeah. we have to be on it the whole way through that game. Yeah. You know, starting yeah. slow and, and backing off is not mm. the way forward in life. Agree. Uh, Sam, can I remember to you? I mean, that Norwich game, as Rick's touched upon their final game of the season, I mean, the shackles will be off. I mean, yeah. I just wonder, Sammy, do you see it going to that final day? Do you think it will be that nerve-wracking where we're going to have to be put through the ringer on that final day against Norwich? Can you see that? Um, yeah, um, I, can, I can potentially see that with Tottenham. Um, i just say one thing, actually, Rick, just, just for answering that question. I was just listening to Adam and, um, and, and, and Ricky there, and I'm just thinking, why, why am I here? Because I, I'm... I'm Everything Adam just said, what a, great, what a great show to be on because I was like sat there thinking that is bang on. That is so bang on everything that he's saying there. Like brilliant rundown, mate, by the way. So good. Thanks, um, mate. We we pre-rehearsed this so he would say that, by the oh, way. I wasn't okay. on the invite, but the, uh, <laughs> I'll just... It's, it's only because no, he's got no, good no. lighting, though, bro. It took a long time to get this light. Nothing better than your lighting. I'm still not happy with it. Jesus Christ. We've sat there since quarter past four, sorting it out. The, uh, <laughs> but no, listen. The, <laughs> honestly, no, but no, on a serious note, I absolutely love what, what both of you are saying. I'm just like, I don't really know what else to say. I could it's just, I'd just replicate it. But um, I can see it going um, uh, that way, um, Ricky, because any, anything can happen. We talk, I personally think, I, I just don't know what it is. It's just, it's spursy that it's probably going to be the Arsenal game. Um, um, I think I, I was laughing at that, even the, the, the commentators, um, what game was it that they said? They, they, they even started using Spurs, haven't they, on Sky? I couldn't believe it. Um, it's that common now. It's an actual saying. Um, <laughs> that, that's what, what, what we've become. We, we, we've, we've labelled ourselves as Spursy because we're used to messing things up. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can potentially see it going to that. I think we'll leather Norwich, to be honest. I've got absolutely no doubt in, in, in that. Um, 
we, we can obviously win every single game. <laughs> oh God, I've started. We can obviously win every game that, that, that we have to play, but Liverpool is, uh, you know, the, the, the stumbling block. Yeah. One thing that we haven't, so I don't know if we're going to mention it on this show, but um, with the team we've got, obviously there's indiscrepancies, as I keep using that word. That's a polite word for not bloody good enough uh, for, for the squad. And I think when we started the show, uh, Ricky or Adam said about which players wouldn't get in another top side four. I don't know who said that. was Ads, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so and, and that's like, I mean, that's been me with Ben Davies and Sanchez and everything for, 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 for ages. I've been saying that. Who would they go to? They're not another top four, top six club wouldn't buy them anyway. Um, they're playing for us, so we're doing wonders with what we've been doing. Um, the, thing about, uh, the thing about Sanchez is an interesting one because, like, in the Leicester game, sorry to jump in, um, Dyer sat down on the floor. There was a bit, I can't, something happened and Dyer sat down and was getting treatment. And I was like, I sat there thinking, I literally thought, if he goes off, you know, injured, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. off was done because it means Sanchez is coming in. And and sorry to jump in, Sammy, but I think, you know, p- people criticise Dyer. He's he's not he's not put a foot wrong. No, nah, he's season. been phenomenal he's since been Romero's come in. He's uh, raised his game massively. He, he has been outstanding, and yeah. to the point that when he was sat down on on Sunday against Leicester, I was thinking, please don't be injured. We cannot yeah, afford yeah, to lose that. you. I was really worried about. It. I actually thought it would be it would be Mourinho that, that got the best out of him, and I, I thought there was some type of chemistry there with Jose Mourinho. Mourinho. Um, uh, publicly has a soft spot for him and wants to to get hold of him as well. But his um, his influence, I think, has come back through through Conte, which he seems to Antonio Conte seems to have done um, with every player he's he, you know that, that's graced him. So um, uh, which is fortunate. I mean, Matt Doherty, who, who thought that that we <laughs> that we'd be that we'd be going. Oh my God, we're losing games because Doherty's not playing. It's just um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy the the way that the players have come on, but what where I was coming on to with that, Ricky? Sorry, was um, some, I don't know whether you were going to discuss it or not, but there doesn't seem to be any discussion about. Well, we're going for about four hours at the moment. You might as well cover it. <laughs> well, well, uh, there doesn't seem to be any discussion about Oliver Skip. Um, I, 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 I don't get it. Um, he's massively underrated. He can make he makes a massive difference in terms of passion and skill in that midfield. He needs the game time to get into where he's fully capable of being, which is world class. I put, I honestly put uh, my house on it that he's world class, um, and um, he, he's a different, he, he's a different beast. He is, and, yeah. and I think we need to play him more and get him involved with players like Bentinker and linking up with Kulusevski and Son to, uh, mm. you know, to feed Kane or even learning how Kane's dropping back and getting those balls, and he could learn off Harry that way. Um, yeah. you know, to make sure that he, he puts some assists and he's that type of player. And he mm. publicly, again, there's, um, I think in about five articles that I've read, praised how he's there because he looks up to Harry Kane and wants to be Harry Kane. You want a player like that on the pitch. And um, yeah. uh, so so I want to see more of, of, of Oliver Skate. I'm a big fan. I'm a big yeah. fan of him. Let's just hope he recovers well from obviously the surgery and we've got him back for pre-season, right? I think that's obviously the key. I think we've all been disappointed that broke onto the scene, looked an ever so good player. I think my concern was he's going to be overused, but now it's a situation where he's not been fit enough to be used, which is a real shame. So I think, again, let's just hope he gets back to his best. Um, bear in mind... Medical it was, team, team cocked that up. 
Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. We've been here before, haven't we? You know, the medical team at Spurs, Conte was very clear in his... You watch. Post, like, you watch they'll, they'll, be, they'll be gone in the summer. There'll be changes. Would that be before, would that be before or after Conte? He, he would have been... Well, <laughs> joke, been, joke. Hopefully it's Skip, a joke. Skip, Skip, Skip would have been back in six weeks. Hmm. We need that bird from Chelsea. What was that? What's she called there? <laughs> that, that oh, Eva Canero. Eva Canero. Yeah, get her in. <laughs> right. I think what we will do is, for the sake of the top four battle derailing the show, we will go for our first break of the show, nearly an hour in. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey, from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train, and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. I must say thank you to our watching audience. The Champions League night. I think we've got about 400 of you plus watching us across different platforms. Thank you so much. Champions League night. Who cares? Last one on Spurs. We keep on rolling. Wonderful panel for tonight. I did say it was all talkers. We'll take our first break nearly an hour in. So that's what you get. We have, of course, got to preview Liverpool. But before we do, we must say that tonight we are proudly sponsored by the Beaver Town Corner Pin. Very, very excited to be sponsored by the Beaver Town Corner Pin. Um, that is the Beaver Town, and of course, opposite the South Stand. They're doing some great screenings at the moment <laughs> of all Spurs televised away games called Home When Away. Please go check them out. They've got a giant telly in the garden, pre-match DJs playing some great tunes throughout, all the fans' favourites. Sammy gave us one earlier, the Gimme Gimme, of course, of DJ Kulisevsky. That is obviously very popular at the moment. And they've even got smoke cannons coming out when Spurs are scoring. What more do you want? They've got the entire Beaver range, the great food as well. I know Lee McQueen's on the, a lot of the different necklaces at the moment. I know he's gone non-alcoholic for the next month. So Beaver Town, I'm sure, are happy with that. So make sure you go and check it out. They've actually got some seats still available for this Saturday. Still available down at Beaver Town. And um, it's, we've been down there. It's been great talking to fans. Great beer. Great company and great place to be. So make sure you go and check out Beaver Town Brewery. Love to have them on board. And um, yeah, brilliant place to go to watch Spurs on away days. And also before the game, absolutely superb. Guys, I won't push you for top four just yet in terms of if Spurs will do it. We'll leave that to the end for the sake of Anthony Costa. I know he's now after seeing Sammy's last hour, already concerned about what else is going to come out of his mouth. Don't worry. There's a lot more to come. A lot more to come. But we must touch upon the fact of Hummin Son's form, which always on this show um, causes an element of, you know, something is world-class, something isn't world-class. I think Sonny at the weekend, his second goal was absolutely world-class. And Son's stats this season, uh, you know, you look at Son at the moment, just quite incredible the way he is going for Spurs. Um, let's start with you, Ads. Hummin Son, we're going to need him to be really up if Spurs are going to have an opportunity to obviously finish in that top four. Can he now sustain this form between here and the rest of the season for you, Eds? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, if you look at his stats over the past four years, possibly five, he's a joke. His goals and assists are ridiculous. He can, you know, he, he has, like most players, off patches. And, and he had an off patch, didn't he? And I, it's interesting. I was chatting to somebody at the time and they said... And not much was made of it. And it may have been nothing, but he was out of form after he'd had COVID. And we, we don't know whether that had an impact on him. It may have done, you know, it may not have done. It might have just been, he, he was he was a bit out of form. Um, you, you know, 
he, he's world class. There's no, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's a debate. He's ridiculous. He is, you know, he is a player that other teams he finds a life out of them in the same way Salah does, Mane, people like Diaz, because you know they can come inside, they can go outside, they're going to be direct, they're fast. Um, he can score with both feet in the box, yeah. out of the box, one on ones, the way he yeah. works with Kane. Yeah, he's a he's a brilliant player, and the, yeah. and you know we're going to need every single one of them. Him, Kane, Kulusevski, all of them are going to have to step up and maintain their form for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, I agree. It's as simple as that. So I don't. Yeah, I, I mean he's been brilliant for for ages now. I don't see any reason why he should why he should dip. Rich, come over to you. I mean, Son at the moment, form wise, forty one appearances in total this season, twenty goals, nine assists. You know. He has been remarkable, really. I know, again, many talk about the down periods where he goes on that kind of, you know, again, it's, it's periods where he has, you know, seven or eight good games. There might be the odd two or three, but I think uh, I might be recorded here, but I'm sure the only drought he's really had this season has been four games where without scoring, and that was under Nuno. And I think we're going to afford everybody that because um, we know the way we were set up under Nuno. I don't think anyone would have had a chance really of sustaining any real goal scoring run based on the kind of football we're playing. Rick, how important is it, as um, Adam's touched upon there, going into the business end now, we need every player, including Son, to really step up for us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Rick. Uh, the thing is with Sonny is that he's always there for us. He always steps up for us. Always, always. First goal at the new stadium. Do you know, there's a, there's a ton of things that Sonny is, is done. And he's allowed, for me, he's allowed a dip. You know, um, so I don't doubt him. I don't. I, I don't have any doubts about Sonny. I, you know, against Liverpool uh, and the, the remaining four games that are coming up, we need him to be relentless. Do you know what I mean? There's sometimes that he might take the foot off the gas, and that's the only thing that I would say to Sonny. You know, I never doubt Sonny's abilities. I never doubt him as a person, as a player, how much he loves the club, how much he wants to achieve for the club. And I think a great example of that is when he signed his new contract in the summer, you know, where there was speculation about what manager was going to come in. There was speculation about Harry leaving. There was, you know, uh, the, the, that, the season previous and the season before that, we were a sinking ship so much so that I ended up nicknaming us Titanic FC. Do you know what I mean? But Sonny, Sonny, you know, with, with the uh, goal of the season, with the, um, you know, uh, the Push Cash Award and all of that palaver, he could have gone or he could have put in a transfer request and he could have gone to some of the biggest sides out there, but he didn't. He chose to sign a contract and achieve and keep doing it and keep trying to achieve for not only Tottenham, for, but for every one of the, us fans. And yeah. he does it with a smile on his face. So I love him to bits. I love him to bits. But like Adam was saying there, it's not just him. Every single player needs to step up now. Every single player needs to step up. And I think we're finding that. I think we're getting there. Even for the forgotten man, Hoiberg, I think, you know, you've got to remember, he's, he's a Danish warrior. You know, he's there to break up play. And he, he might venture forward, but his real job is to, you know, sit in front of the defence and destroy whatever comes through, you know. Yeah. And I think he's, 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 a, he's, he's had a few dips, but he's been getting his form back as well. So with him sitting alongside Bentica. And then you've got Romero as well. Like I know we've spoken about Romero, but you know, the, not only was it the challenge that showed us um, a lot about uh, Romero against Leicester for the second goal um, for Sonny, 
it was the clearance before that. There was a point where Davis got sold um, um, against Leicester and there was a gap there. And, you know, I can't remember what player it was, but uh, Romero came out of nowhere and, you know, put in a, a fantastic, proper, gorgeous, accurate sliding challenge to make sure that that ball went out. And so when we've got him sitting back there, as well as Dyer as the organiser, as well as Davies, uh, you know, doing what Davies does right now. And he's been, uh, again, a revelation since um, Conte's turned up, really. Because for all of us fans, he was on the, he was on the chopping block. He, he, he could have been one of those that were everyone was happy to sell. But now you're seeing what he can do in a Conte system. So having those three there, do, doing what they're doing, and it's stepping up to a next level. I mean, come on, boys. Think about it for a second. Yeah. Romero, right, against Liverpool in this, in, this, in this top four challenge, you know, up for the fight. He's going to be doubly up for yeah, the fight. He's, gonna work, not, yeah. not he's giving away a penalty, right? isn't he, with one of those rash tackles. He's nah, going to fall mate, in nah, and get no, no, I, no, Adam Brav. Like, think about his composure since he got that last yellow card. And then he, it's been, he, no, he's he got been another phenomenal. one. No, he has been right. Pretty- Right, yeah. so Conte's had a word of him, and we've seen yeah. him be composed as yeah. well as put in those challenges. So think yeah. about him against Liverpool and the Gooners. He's going to be mm. up for the, the, these games coming up. You know, I, I like about um, what I like about Romero and also Bentinker is, um, which sort of gets spoken about less. Obviously, they're absolute quality, but they're feisty. Mm. You know, they you know they put their foot in. Yep. When 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 there's a bit of trouble, you know they they. You know, and we need that. We we need that. And the point, that, sorry, just one final thing on Son before we go to Sammy is like, um, he's a big game player. He he yes. scores in big big, big, big games. Yeah. In, yeah. in the biggest games, he all you know he scores. He's you know against every top team, Champions League, big big games, always scores. I, do you know what I think? What you're saying there about the aggressiveness as well. It, we could take that back to the doc, uh, Amazon documentary where. Mourinho yes. was yeah. saying that we're, yeah. we're a bunch of nice boys. You know, you're right. very good boys, but like we need you to yeah. do the damn job. And we've got yeah. players there that can now do the damn job, yeah. but have a bit of composure about it, and plus the quality that they bring to the game as well. Yeah. Absolutely. We must, must say as well, we obviously see Man City are one up now away at Real Madrid. Again, how that impacts the title race, Ooh. whether, uh, yeah, how, how that does go. We'll, we'll wait and see. Obviously, we'll keep you updated on any more goals that do come in. I feel like Jeff Stelling saying that. Definitely not going to want to be Jeff just yet. Sammy, let's come over to you. Um, you know, we talk about Son, you know, his record this season league-wise, you know, eight league goals with his right foot, 11 goals with his left. That kind of, in, again, understates just how good he is with both feet, doesn't it? I mean, he's a, a world-class player. We're lucky to have him, but we need him to obviously sustain this form now for the rest of the season, Sam. Can he do that? Uh, yeah, he can do it. He's um, he, he's world class. He's um, he's second after Mo Salah for scoring the most goals with his left foot, and he's apparently right footed. Um, he's what, what gets me about Human Son is not his likability, but um, you know I don't know if you've seen Sensational on Amazon Prime. You daft if you haven't. It's uh, a real good insight into how his father really disciplined him quite harshly into the game, to be fair, but um, rightly so in terms of the dedication as to how it's paid off for his footballing career. Um, And 
you really love the guy. And and not only do we love him, I, I heard Ricky going, I love him, I love him. And I was sat here going, I love him more than you, Ricky. Because everybody, everybody loves him. Like, like you, you meet somebody from an, from who supports another club and they say, who do you support? You say, I support Tottenham. And they go, Sonny. They don't, they, they, Kane's the man. But they go, Sonny, who means Sonny? That's because, going back to the conversation we were having before about what top four club would want your player, well, every single t- club in the world would want Huming Son in the squad, and because he, he's a game changer, he's, he's talented. He brings, he's, he's electrifying. He brings absolutely everything to the table. The thing for me that we've got that I think nobody other club, no other club in the world can have, is Son and Kane. And and for me, you know, Kane's the eggs and Son's the flower. You could, you're always going to have omelets with Kane. You'll always be able to make them. But everybody wants pancakes and. And, and you put them together, and that's what they make. They're, they're, they, I, I believe that they are the best matching yeah. in, in, in duos, and the stats have proven it. When did you think that up? When did you think that little analogy up? Well, you, you know, I'm always on last, so I get... <laughs> um, You've been sitting there thinking, I'm going to get eggs and flour in here somehow. I live with, uh, obviously, I, Ricky was saying before about the free... The pre-show uh, banter, but my missus has come in pregnant for having her. They're all Man City season ticket holders, so um, you can imagine what it's like when we play City every time, mate. Honestly, there's none of that. And uh, whoa, 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 Sammy, Sammy, wait, wait, wait. What, what team is the baby going to support? Is what I need to know right now. Think, let me tell you. Do you think there's a choice in that, mate? Do you think there's I, a choice? In that? It is when he starts to know what football's about. No, because it comes out. It comes out the blood here, mate. It comes out the blood in my family. That's what we do. We bleed Tottenham. But um, and and by the way, the Tottenham baby grows have already been purchased. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, in fact, the other one says, <laughs> "I've bought a baby grow that says uh, I'm not even one month yet." And I already hate Arsenal, but um, which is brilliant. I ordered that from Amazon last week. But um, no, on a serious note, Huming Son is uh, uh, he's he's got to be the world's favorite. He joined Twitter, didn't he, recently? And yeah, um, last night. Yeah, what's he got? Like two hundred and ten thousand followers in ten hours. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously, I know the Koreans that 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 are mad for him. Um, yeah. but, but the world is 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 absolutely. Sensational. I mean, he is amazing, yeah. and yeah, uh, yeah. he's one of those players that everybody wants in the squad. They can't slate him um, for, for what he brings to the game. So, for me, and um, I mentioned before in the games where he's been a little bit off, because you know when it's just not happening for a player. I would like to see Stephen Bergwijn um, uh, because I have a, I just have something for what he's done for I'm us. Glad, I'm glad you brought just, him up, Sam. I, I, you know. Sticking with him, and I'll ask you on on Bergvine. Obviously, in the last few weeks, or pretty much since what February, even since Bergvine scored that very late double against oh, Leicester, so amazing. You know, you, we've seen Conte still favour bringing Mora on over yeah. Bergvine as that first sub. Has that surprised you by the fact yeah, that you know yeah. when we look at the contribution? Sometimes the it's been the right decision, and sometimes it's been the wrong one. So it's I'm, never a right decision to yeah, move on. I, I, I don't know. I, you see, I have this debate when I'm on the last word of Spurs because I have a, I'm, I'm a loyal, I'm a loyal man, 
I love my. I, I, I have what Mora did for us. You're uh, you a Morista. That's yeah, what you are. You're a Morista. Yeah, we all are. We all are. Yeah, but within reason. Yeah, I mean, moments in him. Yeah. Do you know what? So Steve Stephen Bergwijn, which he showed in that game, and I just think. Yeah, I like that. Bergwijn has a long contract um, and will only leave for the right place. That's correct, but you don't want your player to leave. What, what This is the most important thing that Tottenham need to focus on, is yeah. not just building the right squad. And this is so important, Ricky. He's not yeah. just building the right squad, but building a squad with depth and talent. The squads that are, are really, really making the difference, mm. which are Liverpool and Man City... Um, and there's only Man United that are taking the attention off us when we mess up um, because they're just in a completely, uh, well, they're just a calamity at the moment uh, as opposed to what they should be with the talent they have on the field. Um, yeah. But the, the, it's the depth of a squad which brings out the, 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 the diversity of who you can play and when you can play them. Um, yeah. And, and but I, I actually think we have a couple of players like Moore and Bergwijn that we don't use that depth enough to bring them on. Um, you, I just don't see those changes at, at 50 or 60 minutes that I think uh, I always used to get so frustrated at Pochettino for, even though, uh, you know, I'm one of his biggest fans. I used to think, why bring him on at, at this time? And, yeah. and why make it, you know, don't be afraid. You're not to offend your player. Bring them off and no. make the switch. They're having a bad game. And I think with Sonny, my point was, this is how we've got onto the subject, is I think with Sonny is, he has had some bad games, and I think when it's just not connecting for him, when he's having a good game, don't touch him. He's fire. He's absolute fire. But yeah. and, and leave it be. Let the magic happen. Sit back and enjoy the show. But mm. I think when it's just not, I think you'd get pacey players like Bergwijn that could just come on that are hungry for it and, and make the difference. So um, is, um, is Bergwijn as good as Sonny? Of course he's not. Human Son's irreplaceable in my eyes, uh, uh, especially with the the chemistry, the link-up, the relationship that he has with Harry Kane especially is something that I'm proud to be a Tottenham fan for at, at the moment. Um, but I'd still like to see a few of the other players slipping in to his position as and when needed. Um, yeah. I was good to see him come off the other day even after he'd just scored. You know, rest him up, there he is, and, and make the switch. That's the type of play that I want to be seeing from the gaffer, really. Totally agree. Um, I just want to touch upon, we'll touch upon Bergwijn, then we'll go to the Liverpool preview. I'll get, obviously, Ads and Rick's thoughts on that. Ads, they come over to you. I mean, you mentioned now, I'm, I'm the same as you, that I can't fathom how Mora is even being set to the head of Bergwijn when you look at what Bergwijn, I think, has got the capability to do. But, I mean, we saw the weekend that, obviously, Bergwijn came on for a couple of minutes and then after the game, kind of shunned the English press, gave an interview to the, the Dutch TV where obviously an outlet, and he explained that, you know, at the moment, you know, his position, it's kind of untenable now. He's not getting minutes. He wants to play in the World Cup. But it's interesting, the point that Sammy made there, you know, Spurs looking to build a squad with depth. When do Spurs put their kind of firm fist down to say, well, hold on, you know, we're looking to build a squad, we want to be part of it. Is it unfair to try and keep the player against his will? Because he clearly wants game time. And the thing about the Dutch squad is it is very competitive. You know, he does need to play games to remain in it. What's your thoughts on Bergwijn? And his future. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm the same as Sammy. I think, but I think the problem that Spurs have generally, and I, you know, and the point is valid if Sonny's having a bad game, is that if you take Son, Kane, Kulusevski off, you are weakening your team, and 
And, you know, if you look at the best teams or you look at when Spurs had a good squad under Pochettino, you were able to make changes. And I think the reality is, you 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 mentioned it before, when Son wasn't playing badly, sorry, wasn't playing well, there were only four games he didn't score in. Yeah. So yeah. if, as a manager, you're like, well, if I leave him on, there's probably like an 80% chance he'll get a goal. Bergwatt, Mora, I think is... You know, I love Mora for Ajax and he will always have that there. Yeah, yeah. But the reality yeah. is he's just not good enough. If you, yeah. and, and and it was highlighted the most on the weekend when Kulazewski came on. And you take Mora, Mora is good, he can run with a ball and he then yeah. literally cannot pass or gives it away. Bergwijn deserves a run. I get the impression that Conte basically sees him as a striker, as a last resort, rather than maybe playing him in that wide on a three it's almost like he plays him as a nine through the middle i'd, yeah. I'd definitely like to see him get on above more definitely mm. but can I, can I just touch on that adam oh, what you're saying there just something that's been to add on. i'm sorry to interrupt you no, no, it's fine. Uh, just something uh what one of you said about um Mourinho, uh, was it was it uh ricky saying about when Mourinho said we want uh these we have these soft boys and we need to become a bit harder was it uh, ricky um so he just doesn't fit that, does he, Mora? And I think Kulishevsky, what you're saying there, just registers for me. We need these players, these 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 guys now have like manned up. The we want the Romero's, yeah. the Kulishevskys, the the bad boys, aren't they? You know, let's be honest with you, the the, the powerful yeah, guys. And, 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 I, and, I, and I do think there's an element of that with Bergwijn, bit of attitude. Little bit of yeah, attitude. I, I can't imagine he's not happy when he's not playing. No, and also, and I think that's the difference. Why will he run through brick walls? Yes, you know, it's like sometimes he gets a tackle, gets a knock, and then wobbles about for a bit. So I, I, I do think there's that element yeah, of he it there. Like he could run through anything. He, he, I'd love to see. Um, I actually don't know the stats, but I'd, I'd love to see his pace. Um, I do, but I, the, the, the way I gauge all, the way I gauge all of this is if you look back now. He hasn't been a regular starter really under like three or four managers. And if he no. really was good, Conte would have started him. Yeah. You know, so especially after Leicester, especially after, you know, left after the Yeah, Leicester. so there's obviously something there. Yeah. I, I think he'll go in the summer because I think he's one of the players that we could probably get a bit of money for mm. and 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 frankly upgrade him. Yeah. Uh, we, we need we need to have going forward a a, a squad where if Son is having his bad game or a bad game, you're bringing on somebody who is, you know, it's difficult to find somebody of that top quality, but somebody of quality rather than thinking, I hope, I hope they might do what they did against Leicester. Yeah. When, when actually, who was it? I mean, last week he came on Bergwijn, was it Brighton or Brentford? And he missed, he missed a sitter. Yeah, he missed obviously he missed a sitter against, uh, I think it was obviously Brighton, wasn't Brighton, it? After Brighton, the right, right at the end. 94th so, minute. And again, yeah, so I mean. He, so yeah. he can also do that Bergwijn. Mm. He can slam one in, but he can also be yeah. terrible in front of goal. And I think that yeah. is that's the problem in the squad. But yeah, I, mean, I would definitely like to see him come on ahead of Mora. I mean, you've heard there, Rick's obviously opinions of, of Sammy and Ads. You know, Bergvine, look, I really don't know. I mean, it's funny, we're going to be looking to sell, we might have to sell him, but we're going to be looking to bring up probably a similar player in that could probably do the job. And you wonder if Bergvine had more game time, would he be a bit more committed? I think he's committed because I think Mora, I think Mora's a kind of player that he will give you everything. I think it's just his culture. You know, he will give you absolutely everything. And maybe his ability isn't good enough for where Spurs want to go now. 
Bergvine, it's a real frustrating, I think, because there's a player in there. Well, whether we see him in a Spurs shirt, in that, again, to his top capability remains to be seen, Rich, because we always see him scoring goals on the international scene for, for Holland. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's, it's a shame for Bergy. I think every time he, he did get a run of games, he then got injured and then was out for a while and then had to fight for his place again. I think when uh, when he, he was playing underneath uh, Mourinho and we played Liverpool and he missed two sitters and, you know, he got pelters on Twitter and he got pelters, you know, from opposition fans as well as as well as his own fans. And I think that really knocked him a bit. So um, he's been really unlucky. Um, I, I agree with the boys. I, I would, I, I'm always screaming for Bergie to come on. And I, I would, especially at, at this time, I, I would be playing him more than Lucas. He would be my first sub, whether it be on the right, the, the, the left or the centre. He would be my first sub to come on and try to change the game and, and, and make him a bit more a part of the squad, make him a bit more of a, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer type of, type of uh, player for, for the time being, because right now it's really hard for him to get into the side. You've got Sonny there. You're not going to drop Sonny. You're not going to drop Kane. And especially right now, you're not going to drop Kulu. And you've got to remember that Kulu's come in in January and, and, has, and has affected the first team in a positive way majority of the time that he's played. So it's really hard to get in front of him as well. So um, I would have... Obviously, I would have loved him to have been the first sub. But I think what springs to mind is what Ali Gold, friend of the show, Ricks, um, but what Ali Gold said a couple of weeks ago, or it might have been last week, in fact. But he was talking about, he was making a comparison between Doherty and, and Bergwin. And basically, you know, while Doherty was out of the, of the side, he came in, he trained like a beast. He trained every single day. He'd done everything that Conte was asking him to do and more. And... Ali was kind of saying that maybe that's not the same for Bergy. Now, I think Bergy is a bit of a superstar player. In Holland, he was one of those kids that, you know, the Dutch squad and the Dutch people knew that he was going to become, well, fingers crossed, he was going to become like a next Robin or he's going to, he was going to become a legend in, on the international scene. So I think he's kind of grown up with that. I think every time he goes away, he feels that he's, he's important. Um, he scores goals for them. He gets the, the, the Dutch over the line. And then he's coming back to Spurs and it's a big, massive dip. And maybe that, and where he's not the superstar and where, you know, he's not getting the first sub minutes and stuff like that, it's got into his head. And maybe he's, he's already looking to move. Therefore, you can't really rely on him. In the, in the same type of comparison as Pogba right now. Pogba at Man United, he's saying that he's going to leave in the end of the season or it's up in the air. So a lot of people are like, well, if he's going to leave and he's not going to sign a new contract, why are you playing him? Because you can't rely on him. Because he's, he's not going to go 100% into challenges or he's not going to make go into 100% effort because he wants to move in, in the summer so that he can progress his career and go to the World Cup. Well, it's the same on, the, on, on Bergwin's side in the sense that he's thinking about the World Cup and maybe he's not giving 100% right now because he's like, well, you know what? Spurs have had me for two, three seasons. They haven't really done anything. Am I really going to make anything of myself here? Real Madrid has scored twice in two minutes, lads. Sorry. Wow. That is wow. crazy. Wow. In, in, injury, wow. in injury time. They've scored so two that, injuries. Is that, oh is that level? That's is that five level? Five so, so it's got an extra time. Sorry, lads. Wow. Sorry, Ricky. I know you're no, absolutely no, no, you're... there. 
for literally my <laughs> no. phone has just gone boom, they've scored, boom, they've scored. What was that? Two in a minute. Sorry, mate. Yeah. No worries, no worries. Good to know. Good to know. But no, that's what I'm saying. So maybe maybe those yeah. factors have, have come into Conte's decision making where he wants to bring on Lucas instead of Bergie right now because his head's been turned. But to talk about Lucas as well, his body yeah. language. He looks like his nose has been put out of joint a little bit. Hundred percent, Rick. At the weekend, there was definitely yeah. He didn't look himself. You could see he... it. Yeah, yeah, you could see it. And even on yeah. the sidelines when he's warming up and stuff, he doesn't. He doesn't look like he's he's vibrant self. And and maybe he's upset that Kulu's come in and taken that right wing spot. And maybe he's thinking about where his place is. And even though he's got the chance against Leicester, I mean, what really? What what did he really do for us in that game? And then Kulu yeah. comes on and totally changes it to yeah. assist. Do you know what I mean? So it, yeah. that's got to be disheartening for him as well. So yeah. swings and roundabouts right now, Ricks. Tell what I just want to say there, and what Adam was saying, he's, he's, he's touched uh, on, on a really important point with Bergwijn, is that you, you're never going to... He misses loads of chances in front of goal. And I'm thinking, I'm there, sat there going, yeah, he does, he does. But when you're only given eight minutes a game, then then if Kane yeah, was right. given eight minutes a game, the amount of chances yeah. that he misses... If you play yeah, eight I, minutes of Harry Kane's oh, game, all the chances think, that he misses. But he, I think that, that I think that is the point because I think the point is if it, and Conte alluded to it when Son's form wasn't great. If Son isn't playing well and he gets a chance in the box and he did it, there's a couple of games where he was rubbish and he scored yes, winners for yeah. us. I can't remember yeah. the games that they were, but. Um, and that's the thing. And that's why he plays and Kane plays, because they can be having stinkers, yeah. but they could get one chance near the end and score. Well, Whereas yeah. Bergwijn will be having a stinker yeah. and then it just yeah, gets yeah. worse. And I'm yeah, not trying to like, discredit him. Yeah. It, no, you know, I think we've seen that Conte say, haven't we? We've seen Conte say that, you know, he'd be crazy to bring off Hummin Son. And, you know, no, he would, yeah. he would, but this yeah. is where the problem lies with your depth, isn't it? Because I agree. I think to have yeah. that depth in your squad, you've got to have players that are yeah. willing to sit there, maybe not even play the game, and yeah. but know that they're going to probably play a full one next time because they're that good. Yeah. But Bergwijn, he's not given that 90 minutes, is he, to show mm. that... Uh, someone put a really good comment on here saying that uh, uh, Conte has said that Bergwijn is a striker, not a winger, which is why sometimes yeah. he turns to, to, to Lucas. That's true, and that's what Conte said. So, yeah. um, that that one. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> so so basically he, let's see him as a striker for a bit but you can't risk not playing Harry Kane to see a bit of him no so so where's the that's how you build the depth in your squad yeah. isn't it you know um, yeah. it's difficult absolutely we'll have to see obviously how that pans out in terms of Bergwijn's future Mora's future but we will do we will go for our last break of the show for our listeners on audio. Take you into this break. You're going to hear from a whole host of different Liverpool podcasts. We've got uh, Dave O'Cobb, who's given us his preview. We've got uh, the Anfield edition. And also we've got the LFC Day Trippers. And we're going to come back and give you a quick five on what that game looks like. Hello, guys. Thanks very much for having me on the last word on Spurs. I'm Owen from Anfield edition. I really appreciate you guys having me on. And I can give you the lowdown on Liverpool and what's been going on. So, of course, as everyone pretty much knows, for Liverpool, it's chasing down that historic quadruple. They've made the Champions League final now after beating Villarreal. And this is probably, looking at the Spurs game, the hardest stopping block they'll have between you know them and the title, depending on if City drop points. That's the big if, I think, for Liverpool fans. Is, will they drop points? I think 
on the balance of it, I'm going to say no, but hey, you never know. Weirder things have happened in football. But touching on the Champions League game, I think what will give Spurs fans a lot of hope would have been watching that first half performance. I think Liverpool were absolutely shocking. I think it's probably the worst performance we've seen this season from Liverpool in their most crucial game. So if Spurs can maybe amplify the pressure the way Villarreal did and really put um, Liverpool under pressure early doors... You know, this is another massive game with massive pressure on it. So, you know, that will be almost the blueprint that um, Antonio Conte will be looking at going into this game because the way that Villarreal pressed Liverpool high up and made it uncomfortable for them, you know, you could see it was having a definite effect. But, I mean, the real change was Luis Diaz coming on at halftime. Absolutely unbelievable performance. And, you know, I hate to rub it in, but I also quite like to rub it in how good he's been. Obviously, after Spurs' interest in him, uh, that pretty much forced Liverpool's hand into making the move. And it's completely changed our season. I think it's refreshed the front three massively. Like now the rotation options are so much better. It's taken a massive weight off of Salah's shoulders as well. I think a lot of the goals were reliant on him. Uh, especially up until Christmas. I think he had 22 goals or something ridiculous by Christmas. And, you know, maybe that's dried up or is it more of a case of the goals being spread out now because you've got almost three world-class attackers and, and Sadio Mane as well has been exceptional playing for, for a striker. But touching back on the first half, it did actually remind me of a particular Liverpool Spurs game. And I'm not sure if you remember this one, but the 4-1 win for Spurs at Wembley. It's actually the last time Spurs beat Liverpool as well, incidentally. And it was a really shoddy performance from Jurgen Klopp's side. It was defensive woes all over the pitch. Lovren was even substituted 30 minutes into the game. He didn't even make half time in that game. And I think Maybe and now you'll start to remember when you think about how bad Lovren was. But that then became a wake-up call and it became a part of changing the system. And I think it was a real turning point for Liverpool as a club under Klopp. I think that was one of the crucial uh, points you'd look to in our recent history as to how we've got to where we are now. Because since then, Liverpool have won seven of the last nine meetings between these two sides and have been pretty much the dominant force in this fixture. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a really tough one for Liverpool, I think. Um, Easily the toughest game in the title run-in for them. Um, and they'll have to win it. Uh, luckily, of course, it's at Anfield, which does make a, a massive difference, I think, to how this this game will be set up. Liverpool look to start strong. They'll, they're taking a lot of positives from the second half against Villarreal, especially where, you know, they were more positive on the ball. They, they were more willing to carry the ball to try and beat a press. And I think that was... A real uh, key thing was to get past that game. I think if you go into this Spurs game, having lost to Villarreal, especially in the manner of that first half, I think we would have crumbled. So I think this is a really important uh, important thing is to start the game strong. Uh, in terms of changes, I can see Robertson being rested. He really struggled in the first half. Matip will come in for Canate. Canate seems to be the Champions League centre-back of choice at the moment. And I expect Henderson to maybe come in for either Thiago or Cater, more than likely. They played a lot of minutes more recently. So I'd say about four changes or so can be expected. One thing that probably won't be changed ever is the 4-3-3. It's just worked wonders for Liverpool's season. I don't see that changing anytime soon. What it will be is getting that electric start, making sure the forwards press up high and trying to get that early goal that will be a real comfort for Liverpool. I think if... You're a Spurs fan going into this game. Maybe you take some positive in how Everton tried, and I say tried because they did struggle, uh, to stop Liverpool by really, really slowing the game down and making it difficult and making 
uh, and getting Liverpool frustrated essentially by by sitting low. I wouldn't be surprised to see Conte uh, deploy some sort of similar tactic of frustrating Liverpool in the first half. But then at the same time, there's two schools of thought. You either come out and try and play like Villarreal did or you try and play like Everton did. And it'll be really interesting, I think, to see how Spurs go about their business. But in terms of a prediction, for me, it's only one way this one goes, and that's a Liverpool win. Uh, for the scoreline, I'm going to say 3-1 ambitiously, but we'll see come Saturday. Hi, it's Gav here from the LFC Day Troopers podcast and YouTube channel, giving you a Liverpool perspective on the game against Spurs at Anfield this Saturday for the lads at last word on Spurs. It's a huge game this weekend for both clubs. Spurs, of course, chasing top four. Liverpool chasing the title. And I think both will go down to possibly the last day. I've been really impressed with Spurs over the last little while, I have to be honest. Uh, Conte has stuck to his guns in his formation. Um, he's used Bentoncourt and Hoiberg in the middle of midfield as a really, really solid base. You look at the wing-backs. Um, I thought Doherty was going to be a big loss to Spurs um, because he'd been playing, for me, really well. Um, but he's covered that position really well in the last couple of weeks. Up front, Spurs are Spurs. Harry Kane um, is in really, really good form. Son is one of the most underrated footballers on the planet, in my opinion. Um, and Kulisevsky, and I hope I'm saying that right because I get his name wrong all the time, has been really, really good for Spurs since he came in. I think I'm right in saying that he may, you may have a, an option to buy at the end of the season. I don't know if that depends on top four, but I think he is a must for sports in the summer. He's added a different dimension to them. And overall, they they looked a bit out of the top four race for me, probably going back eight, ten weeks ago. But they've really come on strong. and They've had, they've had a few awkward results, but they've stayed in it. Arsenal have had a few awkward results, and Arsenal have shown a bit of form recently. It's going to go down to that North London derby, I think. Um, I think Spurs are currently two points behind Arsenal. And, you know, Arsenal have leads on Sunday. Liverpool obviously host Spurs on Saturday night at Anfield. And Spurs can't let Arsenal get any further away because it is between those two now. Going into the game for Liverpool, it's game after game after game. Every three days um, we have games, whether it's, you know, Champions League games or league games. We have an FA Cup final coming up. Um, we're chasing absolutely everything and, We've been very fortunate. Um, you need that bit of luck where you don't have any injuries, suspensions. It's been really good to see a fully fit squad and players being left out of the squad because they simply can't get them on the bench, particularly in league games. Champions League is a little bit easier with the, um, the extra people on the bench and the extra subs available. Looking forward to Saturday, though. It's always hard to pick Liverpool's side. I'm going to be honest. They, they mix it and they match it as much as they can. Like I said, we play... We play Saturday, I think we play we play Tuesday or Wednesday, then we play a cup final, then we play Tuesday or Wednesday. It's it's non non stop, but I think what you'll see from Liverpool is definitely Allison and goal. I think you'll see Trent at right back. I think you'll see Matip and Van Dijk at centre back. Look maybe for Simakas at left back instead of Robertson. Robertson played out of his skin away at Newcastle. Wasn't great against Villarreal last night. Um and looked tired. So you may see Simakas come in there. In midfield Jordan Henderson doesn't start against Villarreal and I think what they're doing is they're dovetailing this midfield as much as they can. I think Fabinho will have to start again. I think it'll be maybe a toss-up between Keita and Thiago to start alongside Jordan Henderson. But stranger things have happened where he could go out and do Keita and he could do Thiago again. And up front, you know, as much as I speak about sports front line and they're really, really good. Liverpool are really, really good at that as well. You know, you have got Mane, you have Salah, you have... 
um, Jota. Firmino is touch and go. And you have Luis Diaz, who's been a sensation since he's arrived at Liverpool. Up front, I think you will see Mane start again. I think you'll see Luis Diaz start. And I think you'll see Salah start at the weekend. It's going to be a great occasion. It's Anfield, it's under the lights, it's Saturday night. What more could you ask for? I think Spurs, I think it's a game that suits Spurs. I think Spurs have struggled a little bit when they're being asked to take the initiative in games, whereas when teams come at them, they do look for Kane, um, Son and others to play on the break. And I think it might suit Spurs to a certain extent. I think Liverpool just have to win. You know, we, we possibly have six games left in the season if we want to try win everything and there's just no margin for error whatsoever you know um we play saturday night um city i think play after us on the sunday and we just can't give an inch we're a point behind so we will have to go for it i expect a really open game i think liverpool will try put pressure on spores early try get an early goal spores will try hold out and look to hit on the break and they are dangerous liverpool's high line does give you a chance if you can play it right but liverpool are absolute experts at it so it's going to be an intriguing game on Saturday night. I'm, I think the top four is huge, though. I think if Arsenal don't make it, I think you could see some of their young players leave. If Spurs don't make it, I think um, it's a real it's, it's a real sickener, I think, for Spurs because they really want to get back in there with the new stadium, which is fantastic. The players are trying to sign. The manager that they have, who will always look to improve the squad. So I think Spurs, they have to go for the win especially with Arsenal playing Leeds the following day. I think the North London derby could have become a bit null and void by the time it gets around. I think it might be if if Spurs don't win. So look for Spurs to come out and win. Look for Liverpool to most definitely come out and win. I expect goals. I'm going to go 3-2 to Liverpool in an absolute cracker. Enjoy the game. Talk to you in a bit. Really looking forward to the game on Saturday. I think it's going to be another very difficult test for Liverpool. I know Tottenham can have maybe a reputation of being inconsistent and not maybe not showing up days they're expected to, but they're never a side I like facing, um, especially under Antonio Conte. They're a difficult side to beat when they play well. And it's, it's it can be typical of Tottenham, if you don't mind me saying, beat Leicester 3-1 and a couple of weeks prior to that lose 1-0 to Brighton, draw with Brentford. And, and unfortunately, that's been the team the last few years uh, for Spurs. But when they play well, as I said, it's very difficult to play against them. And it was interesting during the week, I read that Ryan Sessegnon was asked if he would swap uh, Son or Harry Kane for any of the Liverpool front three. And he said he wouldn't. And then that's it was interesting comment. But I can see his point of view too. Um, both of them players suit Spurs, suit Spurs very well. But like that, I wouldn't swap any of Liverpool's front three um, for any of Spurs' team. So I think we have our, our loyalties um, similar. So Liverpool are lucky in the sense that they got to play Tuesday night and then they don't have a game until Saturday night. I think if it was a Wednesday early Saturday kickoff, you might see a little bit more rotation. But I think the team will be, um, you know, the similar back four, obviously, Alisson and goal, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think Joel Matip will start this game with Virgil van Dijk and Andy Robertson left back. I think you'll see midfield of Naby Keita, Fabinho and Thiago may be rested. I, I could see Jordan Henderson starting at the weekend and maybe front three of Mane, Salah, Salah excuse me, and uh, Luis Diaz. It's very difficult not to start Luis Diaz after his second half performance against Villarreal. And I think Canate will be rested for this one. I think Joel Matip has that little bit more guile 
and uh, experience to deal with players like Harry Kane and Son. So I think that you'll see Joel Matip start in this game. Now, if the game was on away from home, you could even see, uh, I think you might even see James Milner starting and Jordan Henderson. But I think that that will be the, the Liverpool eleven. But I never like playing against Spurs, no matter what kind of results they, they have coming into the game. I just know when they click, they, they can be excellent. And that's always a fear for me, playing against Tottenham. When they're good, they're very good. But unfortunately for you guys, consistency has been one of the challenges you've faced over the last few years. And... Uh, Harry Kane, he's looking good again. I know that he came under a little bit of uh, pressure maybe a, a couple of months back for his performances, but he's 23 goals and nine assists in all competitions this, this season, which is absolutely phenomenal. And it just shows the the standard that he is held to. And uh, Harry Kane is one of the best players in, in world football. So it's going to be a tricky tie. And you see what Villarreal did to Liverpool. They pressed Liverpool from kickoff yesterday. And they really put Liverpool under pressure. They couldn't get out of the back line. They, they were just giving long balls and long passes and trying to put players in over the top, which isn't normally the Liverpool way. It, it can be a characteristic and a tactic they might use at times, but Liverpool were nearly relying on that for the first 45 minutes against Villarreal. So if Tottenham pressure Liverpool, um, they could put Liverpool under, under pressure and Liverpool could cough up chances. But the challenge has always been for teams to press Liverpool is trying to maintain that. And that was the difficulty for Villarreal. I was thinking at half-time that they, they would struggle to maintain that intensity for a full 90 minutes. And I suppose they set back then when they had the, the two-goal advantage, but would it, which would have taken them into extra time. But when they set back then, Liverpool were able to, to open them up and to, to play through the lines. And uh, yeah, I think Luis Diaz uh, has been a magnificent, a magnificent signing for Liverpool and we've seen that in the second half yesterday he was phenomenal really he changed the game and it was a complete different style Liverpool played when Jota came off in the sense that Luis Diaz hugged the wing and he created a little bit more space in the centre for for Salah and Mane so it's going to be a tricky tie um, never like playing Spurs at all at any time no matter how they're playing because as I said when they play well they can play very well and Tottenham I know they're playing Arsenal um, after this and I won't say it's necessarily a must win for Tottenham, but I think the very minimum they need is a draw if they want to keep their Champions League hopes alive. Because, of course, they have to face Burnley, and Burnley have a lot to play for a week after after this. So, in one sense, uh, sorry, there's a similar sense for both teams that what they're aiming for is possibly on the line at the weekend. Liverpool have to win, and, and Tottenham have to at least draw to stay in the top four race, in my opinion. So it's going to be uh, interesting and uh, I'm looking forward to it, uh, but at the same time I'm nervous. But I still fancy Liverpool, I think the Anfield crowd will get them over the line and I just think that uh, Liverpool have that kind of panache and, and guile over 90 minutes that they're able to break teams down. So it'll be interesting to see what tactic Conte uh, starts off with. If, if, if Tottenham have the legs to pressure Liverpool over 90 minutes, it could be interesting, but I, I don't think they do. So I'm going to go for 2-0 to Liverpool. So uh, hopefully I'm right, Ricky, and enjoy the rest of the season. What I do love about this panel tonight is we've said we're going to do a Liverpool preview. We're doing Bergvine. We're still doing Bergvine 20 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> but we got talking. Really I said we got. It's been a great show. I've been listening to this show. Just really yeah, me too. Everything. It's brilliant. That's been fun. That's all been yeah. good. Midweek editions. This, who, needs, who needs cup ties? Who needs Europa Conference League? Who needs these games, eh? Not <laughs> Champions <laughs> League game, to be honest with you. Exactly. Exactly. The cheek of it as well. The cheek of it. Guys, we've got a huge game to come Saturday evening. Of course, Liverpool away at Anfield. Um, Rick, start with you. Liverpool are going to aim for their fourth consecutive win 
when they host Spurs, of course, this coming Saturday. Listen, Liverpool have been phenomenal across all competitions, really. And, you know, really they're in a situation similar to us where every game they've got to win to obviously win the title. Now, um, we know Alisson uh, has now got this historic stat now where he's become the first goalkeeper to have 20 clean sheets in the top five European wow. leagues this season. I mean, that's quite phenomenal in itself. And, of course, we've obviously seen uh, Villarreal grab a cut of goals off them during a the week. But, you know... Rick's gut feeling, you said earlier that, you know, we should be going to this game having no fear. What worries you about this game? Because I know many, speaking of many Spurs fans, full back that area deficiency-wise, left and right, looking at Liverpool's options, Mane, Firmino, against the likes of a Regulon or a Sessignon and the other side, an Emerson. Is that where you feel, Rick, we're at our most weakest? Um, I think what the, the thing that I'm worried about is that Liverpool, like they are never out. They're never out for the count. They're never out of the game. They, you know, I, I think if last night's Champions League game showed us anything is that when they were 2-0 down, that only invigorated them. That only got them playing better. That only upped their energy levels and their aggression and their hunger to go and get that win. And I think that's what worries me is, is that if we go a goal or two goals up or whatever the case may be, or we're in a positive position and then we allow them, you know, we start to sit back or we allow them to start dictating play and playing their game. That's what worries me right now. We know the, we know the problems with uh, Emerson and we know the problems with, with Cesc. But again, this is, uh, as we said earlier, this is a game in which they've got to show up and turn up and, you know, play one of the perfect games. Show us what they're about. Cess, show us what you're about, mate, on, on the big stage. Do you know what I mean? When you're given the responsibility, how do you handle it? Same as Emerson. He's been there long enough. He's been in those long-ass week, uh, midweek um, training sessions, etc. And he knows the tactics now. So show us what you're about. If he's going to play more defensively than offensively, then do that. Let's see you do that. When it comes down to Salah and Louise and all of those people, I'm like, okay, cool. Yes, they're playing phenomenal. They are phenomenal. But we've also got Romero. <laughs> we've also got Mar- R- Romero. And yes, you know, uh, Davies is on the other side. But Davies has been pretty, re- uh, you know, uh, you know, he's been pretty... Re- you, you can rely on him. Is yeah, reliable. Yeah, steady. steady yeah, re- yeah, reliable. So... Yeah. It's it, it's more about us and less about what they can do. We know what they can do. We know what yeah. type of a side they are. They've been drilled for years. It doesn't matter yeah. who comes in, who goes out. Mm. They have got a, a, a proper squad and they've got proper depth. Yeah. So it's about us it, not taking the foot off the gas at any time. Get to the first. Uh, get get to do the first forty-five minutes. End the first half. You know, in front or in a positive position. Then start the second half. The, you know, from zero. Don't think about the scoreline. Don't think about anything. You've got to go again. Don't sit mm. back. Don't allow any breathers. They have got to be on it more than they've ever been throughout yeah. the season. If so the only, that thing that worries, the only thing that worries me is Liverpool, Liverpool's fight-back ability. Yeah, that's right. I, I do agree. I had to come over to you. I mean, look at Liverpool's record at the moment. They've won four of their last five. You know, one game in the draw, of course. But, you know, you look at the fact that, you know, it's 82 points from 32 matches. And Spurs' last victory against them being 2017. The last one, Spurs obviously won at Anfield. We're going to go back to 2011. They've won six of their last seven against Spurs. you got a concern, Ads, this is a, a mental block of a fixture for Tottenham-Liverpool at the moment? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I think I think we went through a period where we beat them quite a lot, yep. and then and then obviously they were really really good, and then there were a couple of games, weren't there? There was there was a tool where we came back, and then there was the one we lost, where we scored. I think it was an own goal, where I think Sissoko went went through on goal and 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 and, and stuff like that. So, I, so so I don't think we've played bad at Anfield. I think I think. I think I think we need to stay in the game. You know, I think we need to stay in the game for as long as we possibly can. I yep. think the bit that what the concerns worry me. Obviously, they're great. They're an amazing team. You watch them; they're incredible, yep. and, and the tempo that they play at. And I think the thing is, you know, everyone always talks about squads and rotation and tired players. You watch them, and you're like, wow! Like every yep. game, they are, and they don't rotate massively. No. I think the areas that concern me are wide because they've got great fullbacks and then they've got, you know, Salah and Diaz or whoever it might be or Mane in, in those really dangerous positions. I think and I hope we don't play out from the back because I think yeah. that's where we get into trouble. Yeah. Um, and we've got into trouble with them before in the past where they've beaten us heavily, where we tried to dick about at the back. And I mm. think the only way actually to have some success about them is is actually to go long to yep. try to get it up to Kane, um, and then have some running in behind. You know, pretty much like basic counter attacking stuff that we've done against Man City. Because yep. I think if you try to play out from the back, you're going to play yourself into trouble. So I think you need to cut out their press. And I think, and I do think, for how good they are, teams like Liverpool, because they will attack you that helps Spurs in those games. We struggle the most against teams that sort of sit in and and stifle us where yeah. we've got to unlock them. Yeah. So, so I think we will get chances, but I think it's just, like I said, we've got to stay in the game. You, yeah. know, you don't want to go behind early at Anfield and then be chasing because their tails are up and then they're flying. You know, as Rick said, you know, if they go behind, you know, but I think if you can stay in the game and then nick something late, then it's, you know, sort of different. So, yeah. Yeah, agree. Sammy, can I have to you? You know, we know Liverpool, in terms of their selection, Salah widely expected to return to that start 11. Uh, Firmino remains in the recovery room, so this game may come too early for him. Uh, Thiago Alcantara as well is pushing for a start. We've seen Liz Diaz, certainly one of those Liverpool players that are likely to start, despite, um, yeah. Penalty to Real Madrid. God. Oh my God! Crazy! It's what did you say? Penalty, penalty to Real Madrid. To Madrid. Penalty oh to Real Madrid. This crazy game. I know we're gonna, we are looking around. I'm putting it on, lads. Oh yeah, the pen. Oh my God! Unbelievable. I'm like Thirty seconds behind for some reason. Um, so, give us your thoughts on the team news. What do you reckon? Um. Well, well, Adam had it absolutely spot on again. Um, honestly, I was just like, oh my, everything I would have said. Um, but it's so important that the, the, this first half that we've been saying, we come out slow, but then we turn it on. That ain't happening at Liverpool. Um, it, it's not happening. So that when we go down, um, it, it, when we go down, that's positive, isn't it? But if we come out slowly... We, you you go down you're going down then that then that's it's it's really it, it's game over for us um we need to come out absolutely flying um again we we might have Romero and the lights off but they are just let's not take anything away from Liverpool and, and I won't do 
it hurts me to say it and I do die a little more inside every time I do. They're playing the best football in the in, in, in the world. Um, and it's it is a joy to watch, isn't it, as a football fan, but not when they're playing against your team. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah. I do think the break is a massive strong point. Uh, the way Conte, everybody thought Mourinho had that. It, that yeah. uh, was our play. The Conte ball is is a, a step ahead, in my opinion. How yeah. we how we play it out like that. That yeah. uh, you, you notice uh, every single player looking. They're looking where the pass is going before the ball comes to them. Surely he's instilling that in them. Um, maybe they were doing it before and we didn't notice. I don't know. I'm not going to act like an expert on that. But everybody seems to be looking for that ball ahead. They're looking for the run. So he's clearly making sure that as soon as we're in possession and there's a break, that we're on the run and our front three are going forward. That's Liverpool's Achilles heel, in my opinion, yeah. uh, to, to get behind them. And we've got the men to make it happen. You know, um, that does make me confident that Colour Sonny and, uh, and, and Kane up front. Um, I'm confident enough to say I think we could win it. Um, I'm not confident enough to give a score prediction. Um, uh, but I just I just think it's one of those games that we can nick. Um, when Ricky was getting all buzzing before and I was feeling his vibes like really badly. Like, oh, I can get infected by this so bad. We're going to win the league next season. And um, I was like, yes, come on. You know how you just take that energy on. I'm one of those guys, unfortunately. I'm sorry to say. But... Um, I was just, I was thinking, yeah, he's right. We, can, of course, we can do it because we, we're, we're that team that does that. <laughs> we yeah. are that team. Uh, I was yeah. just, I, you know, I've been casting my eye over this Real Madrid game. Um, I've just heard a massive thud from upstairs, obviously, um, from uh, from the Manchester City uh, girlfriend. Um, but um, uh, and I'm looking and I'm thinking, it's like you, you, Spurs could beat Real Madrid. You know, they can beat. Barcelona, they can be they're one of those teams that you just go. We we are it. We're not one of the giant killing clubs. We're yeah. a club that, that that just you always put against the big guns, and they can make things happen. So um, it's just a game I'm really excited to watch. If I'm being honest, like, they're the words yeah. I'm trying to find. I'm not saying I'm I'm nervous. I'm not saying I'm scared of Liverpool because they're mm. playing the best football in the world. I'm saying I can't wait to see what what what, what happens. It. it one of the factors, just one thing I want to touch on, Ricky, that we haven't mentioned. We've heard this for the last body. four hours. Well, I don't, I don't want to profile. <laughs> one thing. Single, I don't want to profile every single player whilst I'm on it because we said it had only been out. Hugo I think Lloris, we've done eight of them already, Sam. You might as well finish off, mate. Right. Hugo Lloris, right? He only ever has a, a, a great game or, or or one that really keeps you on the edge of your seat in terms of yeah. what he, he is as a French captain and what he's capable of and what he's actually yeah. doing when, when he's out on the field, which is sometimes really um, uh, obscure stuff like, you know, he's kicking and he, uh, how he's outside of his box and those hand-in-mouth moments that he gives us. He tends to give us those in really big games. Uh, Very true, yeah. Know, I mean, the, the biggest games is where Lloris, unfortunately, we've seen... Some he, of the mistakes. He, yeah, he, he messes up. Um, yeah. it, it, it pains me to say that because I love him. I, I think he's a great leader. I think all of the players admire him and his leadership yeah. and his passion. Um, so do I as a fan. Uh, <laughs> what a way to bring the show to a close. Larice Klager as we come to but, conclude but he, but, it. But, but, <laughs> but, but he's either going to he's either gonna keep the 11 most Salah goals out or, you know, uh, let a pass back in. 
and that there's, there's that there's that there's that option as well. So you never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait to watch the game. I'm buzzing for it. But uh, so, I, I so in summary, we, in summary, we're going to pull it off with a great win, or we're going to be Spursy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what we do. But, I, I, won't, I won't. I won't. <laughs> No, I was just going to add the, the the little caveat that Sonny is chasing golden boots. Yeah, do you know absolutely. what I mean as well? Against the man, he's playing against on the field. Yeah, Brilliant. exactly that. that. So, yeah, you know, yeah. there's things that are going in our favour as well. That's all I'm yeah. saying. There's loads going in Tottenham's favour. Loads of it. Well, what we'll do is, Savvy, final two questions for you. Number one, are you do you still think Spurs can make the top four? And can we have a prediction, please, for Liverpool? Oh, I don't want to do a prediction. I don't actually want to do one. I don't, mate. But the um, uh, yeah, we you told us we're more. definitely winning. I said we could def- we, we we could win it. What I don't want to do is a prediction, um, because I just don't want to do it. I don't. Uh, I, I think three two Tottenham and a late well, winner. Okay, and we can do the top four, Sam. You still sticking yeah, by oh, what yeah, you said? I think we can do top four. I'll stick by that. Yeah, well, I think it's okay. going to go. My, my prediction is that it's going to go down to the Arsenal game. It is. That's my prediction. Wow. Interesting. Ad, come on in. It's your, <laughs> your side on spotlight. I, 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 don't, I don't know if you remember, like, like mm. I think the first time I'd been on for a while, yeah. we spoke about top four and I was like, we could, we could do it. You uh, did, yeah, you did say this to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can. I think, I think we can. I, look, I, we definitely can do it because yeah. there are four games to go. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Saturday night, I think I'm going to lose. So I, okay. I just, I, I'm, I'm letting my head rule my heart. I, I you know, I'd, I'd be delighted with a draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I just think that they're, they're, they're so good. They're so, so, so good. We've got to, be, I mean, I think Rick said this, we've got to be perfect. Oh, God, yeah, I'm, perfect. I'm looking at Ricky in the corner here, he's like holding his, he's like, he's like, oh my God. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, just let me loose. I'm gonna swear to god, I'm gonna say something. Yeah, actually, I tell you what, let Ricky go first because his inspirational come back to me after you. Ricky because after he speaks, I'm gonna come in with like a four nil away win because he is gonna he is, he is going to Benibon, said to Rick's when we started. I said, Rick, don't worry, it's only been an hour show. None of this two hours. I'll give my prediction after Rick. Let me give my prediction after his team talk. Come, Come on, Rick. Said, oh, let's, let's, mate. Let's head over to Al Pacino. Come on in, Al Pacino. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, no. I, I, of course, like I said to you earlier, like, yeah. I, I, I believe in my boys. And, and, and if, if, you know, you got to remember that Rocky was the underdog and he believed that he could beat Apollo Creed. All right. So, do you know what I mean? If Rocky can do it, I've got belief in my attack team and I think that we can do it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Ricky, don't let's <laughs> No. Look, we've got so much in our favour, mate. We've got so much in our favour. I don't see why we can't do it. Even if, even if, God forbid, even if we do lose, you've got to remember, once we play the Gooners and we smash them, that yeah. should put, that that should, you know, pop their balloon a little bit and, mm. and you'll see them kind of go on another little kind of, hopefully, you'll see Fingers them go crossed. on another little little dip <coughs> and then the, the last couple of games that they've got are massive games, massive yeah. games with a lot on the line. So mm. it, even if it doesn't go the way that I, I, I see it going, yeah. I, still think, I still think we can do it. I still think that we can hit that top four because right now it's time for the boys to show up. Right now it's time for them to show Conte and everybody around yeah. 
that that we can do this. And if it doesn't happen, top four, if it doesn't happen, you've got to remember the biggest prediction, apart from Sammy, but the biggest prediction most of us had was that we were going to finish Europa League, right? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. If, yeah. if we do finish in Europa League, then we've hit where we thought that we was going to hit. That was going to be the best that we could possibly reach, mm. um, you know, before before Conte turned up, even while Conte turned up. So if that happens, wicked. I don't think it's going to change Conte, uh, Conte's vision or, Le- uh, or, or Levy's vision or the vision for the club going forward because we have to, you know, invest now. We have to kind of go all out to, to, to bring Tottenham back to life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So totally whatever great. happens, we're in a good spot, boys. We're in a good spot. And these boys are not going to stop until the last minute. And come on, you damn Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. So Rick, I'm going to pre- predict 2-1 or I'm with Sammy on a 3-2. But my, <laughs> my, 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 my insides are saying a 2-1 Tottenham win. <laughs> Let's yeah, cross back over on. to let's go come on. back over to Mr. Oscar and see now he's got the prediction. Four nil Spurs. <laughs> Son hat trick because he That's wants the golden boot. Somebody said so he's going to go ahead. And yeah, 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 yeah. Win. Oh dear. Well, listen, guys, we promise it'd be an hour show. Listen, I've got three great talkers on here. I think the green one was probably as much as fun as what this has been. It's been hilarious. Um, Sammy, love you. You're back on. Always great having you on last one on Spurs. Sammy, where can people find? and interact with you on all things Tottenham. I'm sure they'll be looking forward to Just don't call you for five minutes. It could be two and a half hours. Sammy, where can people find you? <laughs> I think Sammy's... Oh, oh, is he frozen? Oh, he might have frozen. Oh. <laughs> well, well, well he, he, his details would be on the tweet, right, Rick? If he's gone. Will be. Yeah, we've got, a, we've got movement. We've got movement. We've got him. Oh, we've got break. connection. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> His battery's dying. His battery's dying. <laughs> oh no! We're gonna. We'll try. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We can hear you, Sam. We can hear you, Sam. My phone just went really weird then, so I do apologise, guys. Sorry about that. We're just saying. <laughs> we're just saying, Sam. Where can, people, where can people find? <laughs> where can people find you across social media if they want to interact with you about all things Spurs? Tell us where, where we can find you. Oh, listen, you don't want to follow me. I say it every time, but uh, <laughs> Sammy's pissed. <laughs> no, my phone was losing connection. Um, yeah, Sammy L. Powell on Twitter if you if you want uh, some some strange banter. But um, yeah, just appreciate being on the show. I've got to say, Ricky, I, I do what I say. I've, I've absolutely loved this show. I would have listened to this. Oh, clearly, without me on it, may may have been better. But um, well, I would have listened to this it. This is better tomorrow morning. So, Matt, I've loved everything the guys have said on that. Yeah, it's it's bang on. Bang on. So yeah. cheers, cheers, lads. Really appreciate pleasure. it. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. The wonderful Sammy Powell, always leading us with hope. Anthony Costa's just about to go and take some more painkillers as he is Sammy's prediction. So we'll look forward to that one in the morning. And love you to be back on last one on Spurs. Always level headed, never getting far too carried away apart from Rick's books and gives us a four. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in. Where can people find you across social media ads? Where can people check check what you do? Uh, at, at Sports Finance is my yeah. handle. Yeah, and I'm sure as we'll get you back on over the summer, of course, for yeah, a delve into Spurs' transfer window, what that looks like, of course, in terms of the finances. Always love doing those shows. Ads, thank you so much. And listen, Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks a lot. Always guys. a pleasure. And a wonderful Ricky Norwood. Love having Rick's on. Listen, I love having him on this season. I know he's going to kill me for those Chelsea games when he does eventually <laughs> catch up with me at some point. <laughs> some point. But he's, he's meant to be on for Burnley. He's meant to be on I'm for there. Burnley. I'm yeah. with you. He's with me for Burnley. I mean, again, Rick, that's going to be a 12 o'clock kickoff. So I can't promise you, mate, what that's going to look like. But, oh, uh, Rick, mate. Anything in the diary worth 
tell us about at the moment? Is it hush hush? Uh, it, it just auditioning right now, brother. We're always waiting. Some okay. have dropped off, but then we audition again and we wait again, bruv. That's the, that's the life. It's the life. But no, just keeping busy, my friend. Just keeping busy. And and for those that want to follow or find out where I am on Twitter, Ricky J Norwood. I've got the little yeah. blue tick there. Uh, on Insta, official Ricky Norwood. There ain't no blue tick there. I don't know why. Talk to Insta. <laughs> But also, before we leave, uh, Georgie, who was one of the watchers, yes. uh, stroke listeners tonight, it was his birthday. Happy so, birthday. Happy, big, birthday, happy birthday to yeah, Georgie. Absolutely. Thanks for supporting the show. Yeah, and, happy know, birthday. And, and make sure everybody hits like and subscribe and hit yeah. the beaver pen. And My, you've done this before, haven't you? And... You've done this before. <laughs> Look at this. Someone's telling me this guy's into promotions. <laughs> what can I do, man? What can I do? Can you just read mine out instead? This is superb. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I mean, listen, we've been, I said it was free talk with us. We meant to be an hour. It's only nearly two hours. We know we've, we've, we've driven you through to the Champions League. Georgie, lovely comments there. Happy birthday from all of us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Guys, from Sammy, from Ads, from Ricks, myself, guys, keep safe, keep well, be ready for Anfield. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.